0: Uh, Anyway, Build-A-Bear just launched an after-dark series of horny teddy bears.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 185 of Flicks in the Six, coming at you virtually from the sushi bar. This is the way. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo. With me forever, no ways. The man, the myth, the rancor. Alessandro Bielci. Say hello, Al. Short
0: sure story, long.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh, on this on this week's episode, that really that really bothered me. They're like <laughs> it broke. Like there's every once in a while, there's a line in a movie that breaks immersion because you can no longer focus on anything else except for what we just said, and you try to reconstruct its meaning.
0: <laughs> well, I kind of liked it because they did it two or three times. Yeah. And the first time I heard it, I was like. Did he get that backwards? And then he did it again. It's like, okay, he got it backwards. He's doing it intentionally. Fantastic.
2: He
1: he, he got it backwards. He's being cute. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Understood. Oh, man. On this week's episode, we have Oscar Watch. We have Watching Oscar. We are (laughs) Build-A-Bear. And uh, other news and nuggets, all before diving into a flick of the week. Nobody. Which I... Keep typing Mister Nobody and getting the wrong results. <laughs>
0: also, different movie that we've done on this podcast already. <laughs> right?
1: I uh, when I went to watch it the first time, I did the I used the Roku's like uh, audio search thing, and I was mm-hmm. like Mister Nobody. Nope, not even. But like, it's a fairly new movie, right? You would think that like m- there were multiple results that popped up. Obviously, the first one being the actual movie Mister Nobody. Other movies with the name Nobody in it, but nothing. <laughs> for just nobody came up. (laughs) And I was like, I feel like, I mean, I know I'm wrong because I searched the wrong name of the movie, but I'm like, I'm like 60% in the wrong.
0: (laughs) It's funny because I constantly have been railing against in recent times when I search something on a streaming service that I think is going to be on there. And it turns out not to be, Mm. but they start giving me hits that have like, let's say I searched the movie, nobody on Netflix, right? Right. Anything that has the nobody in the title, should be willing to come up, even if nobody's yeah. not on there. And then, you know, after all of the things that have nobody in the title are exhausted below that, you know, they usually will be, did you mean, or in the same genre as, because they know right. what you're looking for, but you don't have it fine.
1: Right. There's a TV movie database that they can look at. Yeah.
0: But there are so many times where I search in most, I notice this most in streaming services. But it's not the only place I've noticed it where I'll search a thing And it starts, the thing doesn't exist within their library. But so many other things come up, and like, it's like I'll type the whole word nobody, and like, there'll be something in the title that just has the word no in it. And it's like, no, no. Yeah. If I started with just no, and you want to show me that, and I was on the way towards nobody, fine. But once we've gotten to the point where I've added additional characters,
1: any other text string, relevant text.
0: Yeah. Any other text string that has anything less than. Nobody in it should
1: be excluded from this list. I wouldn't say necessarily excluded, but at least pushed to the bottom.
0: Yeah, not in the top, like, five hits.
1: No, absolutely not. It's really infuriating. Um, As somebody who has to write things that sort data, (laughs) like, I would never do this.
0: I (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying. Even in my limited programming history, even (laughs) I know that's, like, wildly (laughs) wrong. Like, (laughs) but also, I've never written. (laughs) I've. The stuff I ever worked on was always stuff that was a very specific function, the most basic version of that function, right? Sure. I've never written an algorithm that was for a service that's constantly trying to sell itself, even when you've already paid for it. Right, because yeah. they want to keep you. So it's like, <laughs> oh, we don't have to think you want, but uh, here's all the things with any letter that you've ever existed. Like we'll just give them to you.
1: Watch it; it's good. And it's these like these are all the movies that start with N. These and are all like, the movies that start with O.
0: <laughs> and it's like, okay, those things all might be great, but it's just exactly not the thing I'm looking for.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're just like your surge is bad. It's bad.
0: Yes, and I know what they're doing. I know it's because please don't leave us. Please don't go to the other service. But it's like yeah. I'm paying for both of you.
1: Yeah, I'll come back over, to find the yourselves. other thing
2: when I,
1: you know. It's... There's plenty of room for both of you. Yeah,
0: unfortunately, there's too much room for all of you. We are yeah. living in the apocalypse that I predicted like three years ago. Yeah. Where we are now all paying for too many services. and
1: Yeah, it's getting, I mean. I had
0: I, We're paying for more than we were when we were paying for cable.
1: I'm not, I don't think I'm there yet, but that's because um, I'm doing what, uh, I mean, what every other American is doing and not paying for all of them like somebody gets one somebody gets the other you share sure yeah and honestly like I I have I feel no guilt
0: (laughs) no but it's still like the only guilt I feel is like I asked you for a login the other day like I don't feel good about that
1: no no that yeah and I I, yeah I don't don't like asking either but at the same time it's like
0: I I don't feel any guilt towards the company I feel like guilt unless like it's uh, unless you go into an agreement with you know you and me said, "Hey, one of us is going to pay for X, and the other one's going to pay for Y, and we're going to share." Sure. Like you know what I mean? Like there, there would be zero guilt associated with that, or whatever. But like, yeah. I feel bad, but it's just, I'm not going to pay for that fucking service. No, like, that's
1: that's that's totally fair, and it's it and it is a little. It's outlandish, like the amount. Like it's getting to the point where it's like one of the things that I originally thought was like I was I had considered a while back before even getting any of the streaming services for myself that I would I don't I I don't just put TV on. I'm a little yeah. bit more calculated in what I'm watching. Like I'm, I sit down to put something specific on. So I was thinking about potentially just buying episodes of the thing I want to watch directly. Certain, yeah, yeah, but even the price on that possible.
0: Even the price on that's kind of kinda high.
1: It is. I, I, I've, I've since backed down from that um well because like, like
0: even like you like you said oh i don't just sit down to like i sit down to watch something yeah most of the time but you yourself have said to me oh i'm sitting down for work and i put on parks of rec in the background yeah, yeah but you're not watching it
1: no it's just there's noise yeah but, I, but like i would i would just stick with my well then also there's the music services that i pay for too so there's this is another subscription it is it is
0: that's what I'm saying. Like, if you much. take, when you consider the price hikes that have happened multiple times in the last few years, and mm-hmm. obviously we knew something like that's going to happen with the pandemic, but this has been going on since before that. If you take HBO, Hulu, and sorry, let's call it the, the Disney bundle, right? Because the, the the best deal is to get the, the Hulu, Disney, ESPN bundle, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if you take that bundle plus um, Netflix plus HBO, that's as much as a basic cable package
1: sure we're pretty damn
0: close to it and now if you add on top of that paramount or peacock or apple or yeah whatever you know you're now getting to the point where you're paying almost just as much
1: well to, uh, but like where's the limit right like what like i feel like 15 dollars is too much for a streaming service
0: netflix just went to 15
1: and that's yeah and i think that's too much and hbo is the same because they offer also offer the half price option where there's ads but that's let's be honest not an option
0: yeah and to to be fair I still have DirecTV or my parents still have DirecTV and we have an HBO login for free that goes along with sure. it. Sure.
1: What do you get Max with that or do yes, you get yes, okay, have, they, they have have updated, updated that? No, um,
0: from from the beginning HBO Max if you had HBO package with
1: at least with DirecTV. Didn't they have like a weird thing though at one point where like if you had a, if you had HBO the channel you got like HBO Now? So, no, so what
0: happened go, was pe- people or... who didn't have people who didn't have cable could buy HBO now. And they Got eliminated it. that, supplanted it with HBO Max and raised the subscription price slightly from what it had
1: gotcha. Been. OK, yeah. Uh, and then at the end, so like, I don't know, uh, $15 is way too much. Then Apple is like six or five. I which think is, it
0: was five, but I don't know what the latest price hike was. I I don't is, have it, so I'm not sure.
1: Which is good. Like I'm okay with five. And then also, Disney- by the way, I
0: I forgot that I forgot that. Like you're talking also about Amazon, which oh, it, yeah. I understand
1: you're getting the streaming plus other
0: stuff too like mm-hmm. the, the whole delivery thing which already i railed against a couple weeks ago for the absurdity yeah. of that whole thing by the way the coffee's been great from the french press so that's that's nice
2: great but, okay uh,
0: well, <laughs> but aside from that but I'm i just glad. got an email recently didn't amazon's prices go up too
1: yeah they're going up too and because that, that had been a
0: hundred dollars for years and then it bumped to like 109 and is, it was like 120 now or something like that 125
1: or, or more it might be more
0: so you know, aggregate that, and that's ten dollars a month. So there you yeah. go. You have Amazon, Netflix, HBO, and the Disney bundle, and you're paying as much as you would have for a basic cable package.
1: Sure. I mean, at the end, I I, I am. There are no ads, though.
0: Sure, it's but also live. no nothing live, or very few live things.
1: But there's nothing. There's nothing live. I mean, live TV is on broadcast that you can get for free anyway. What do you mean? Like I don't know, like the standard channels so you can get broadcast television can live. you
0: still get that now because yeah, i know I, I
1: have it i have an antenna hooked up and if well, i, want right, to watch I, forgot, I else,
0: forgot about your antenna but
1: also <laughs> the I antenna don't even adventures need, i don't even i need i ask you know what's funny after all that like i'm pretty sure it was like the day after like it was plugged in and working plex was like you can watch live tv now if you click this button i was like son of a bitch
0: okay so that's that's still only like the most basic like five
1: channels though right I mean, I think it's like all HGTV like broadcast channels. Like,
0: I don't think it's all broadcast. I thought it was like CBS, ABC, Fox. I
1: don't NBC. know. There's a good amount. There's a lot of channels. I'm now.
0: sure there might know. be a handful yeah. more. My point is there is a. I know it, you probably always forget this slightly. I know I'm going to say slightly because I know that you've made some accommodations for Kim, but sports is the only thing that matters live now. And it's a huge swath of. It's it's the only thing that there's any money in for like right. live broadcast rights now at this point, point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that money is getting insane. Amazon is has usurped, I guess it was Fox for the Thursday night football package. That package alone, one game a week, seventeen games I think it is total out of out of eighteen weeks of football. That is like right there, like a billion dollars.
1: My goodness,
0: for the next like five years or something like that. Yikes! For one game out of 260 or whatever it is 230 something games i forget what the whatever 17 times 32 is sorry whatever 17 times 16 is doesn't matter
1: um regardless 272
0: yes that's the number we're looking for
1: um,
0: <laughs> the that cuz you i mean you look at like the 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 the, the major networks, have, like CBS and Fox, have the majority of the NFL package on Sundays. Then you have NBC yeah. that has one game a week, plus a couple extra those playoffs as well. They have the Sunday night primetime game, which ostensibly is supposed to be the best game of the week. Um, and then ESPN has the Monday night game, and Amazon now, which used to be Fox, it had been NBC. They, they've traded that around, or CBS, I forget. They've traded that around and stuff, but Amazon came in and said, no, 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 this is ours from now on. We have the Thursday night game. That's just them establishing a beachhead to continue on with <laughs> yeah. because Directv had the exclusive rights on the Sunday ticket package for like 10 years now. Mm. And the asking price from the NFL got so high. That's not going to be with direct TV after this year. I've had it the last two years yeah. through my direct TV subscription. The only way you could get the Sunday ticket is you can watch all the games. There's no blackouts. Um, You know, the local game would be on the local channel, but that's obviously not any additional. If you put up basic CBS, your markets game is going to be on there. All games. thats isn't that, Right. You can access and watch live, which if you don't pay for that, you can't watch. You get one or two games, if you're lucky, mm-hmm. at any given time slot on Sunday at 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock. That is coming up, and Amazon is probably going to be the one that buys it. It's basically become a bidding war between Amazon, Google, and Apple, I think, for the rights to
2: oh,
0: the Sunday night package. That package is going to go for an obscene amount of money.
1: Wow. That whole thing is crazy. Yeah. Like I have no, I'm so far removed from that stuff. That- I know, which
0: is why I bring it up yeah, and yeah. I, I know it's a blind spot for you. I know you're like aware of it. And whenever I say it, I can see the recognition in your head. Yep. No, I kind of forgotten. It's like, I know you're like yeah. aware, but like, that's the only thing that
1: anyone cares about. I'm so just like, grateful that I don't care about it.
0: Sure. My point is if you don't watch sports, <laughs> if you don't watch sports, you can find a way judiciously with the streaming services to get as much value, if not more, than you would from having a basic cable package. Sure. If you watch sports, because that's only talking about like football is the most national sport. When you talk about more regional sports like baseball, hockey, basketball, where all of those games they have national packages, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Hockey just was taken over by ESPN and TNT. They split it, it had been NBC for a long time. Basketball is ESPN and TNT. Uh, baseball is ESPN and Fox. Those okay. have a certain amount of national games per week. It's one to two to three national games per week. But baseball season for each team is 162 games. Those are all on regional networks. Sure. Hockey and baseball, 82 games. Those are all on regional games. Like if you live in New York, like we're, we live in the tri-state area. I'm in New York, you're in New Jersey. You To watch the Islanders or the Devils or the Rangers or the Knicks or the Nets, you have to have MSG. That is not part mm. of a basic cable subscription. Or right, if you do, right, right. it's one. You get the... Whichever one's on the major MSG network. But there's five... Sure. I just mentioned five teams. Those five teams, they have five offshoots of MSG. Like, sure. I have all of those on DirecTV. TV. Right, but right. you're not getting that for the basic cable My package.
1: goodness. This whole thing's a mess.
0: It is. And this is what yeah. I said a couple of years ago. It's like, all of these things are racing to get their own streaming service and you're going to pay for each of those streaming services and it's going to supplant, I guess. But then, like... You have to like in some of them you have to I think pay for like, a secondary tier to get live stuff like Hulu, you can get basic Hulu or you can get Hulu with live TV. Yeah, yeah. So now you're back to where you started anyway.
1: Sure. Well, with the the ones that I don't fully remember. So like if you have um if you have cable, like mm-hmm. some sort of I don't know, some premium cable like Yes. Like mine, Verizon, take
0: me. Anything, I have yeah. I, I if, if either the top or the second highest DirecTV package. I forget which Do one Do
1: you is. get like do you are you able to log into Paramount Plus because you pay for cable?
0: No, if I was the case, no. I wouldn't have asked you the other day. Oh,
1: right, obviously. And then there's like, and uh what's it called? Peacock, same thing, right? It's its own. Yeah,
0: no, no, I don't that's get that. So
1: funny. This is, is there. Is there a is there a Paramount like on demand? Yes, but it doesn't have all the stuff. Obviously, Co- correct.
0: It doesn't have the Paramount Plus exclusives. Everything else, think... anything that airs on Paramount like live broadcast, yeah, I can get online but right. anything that's paramount plus exclusive it's like this the reason i asked you for the paramount plus login the other day was my parents watch yellowstone yeah they want to watch 1883 which is paramount plus exclusive it's a spin-off spinoff yellowstone
2: right
0: they put the first episode on broadcast tv to give you the first taste of heroin and then get you to come buy yeah. the paramount plus
1: I think it's on. I, this whole thing needs to be rectified. I, 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 I feel like it's gonna. All of these things are gonna end up moving to Plux for me. And just because, just out of principle, again, like it's like okay, this, this is a, a change. I appreciate the fact that there's been a the change. It's not right still.
2: Yeah,
0: the way that it was done was so stupid. Because five years, we've already seen the beginnings of it. Disney already said, "Oh wow, yeah, no one's gonna pay for a big subscription for ESPN Plus and a big subscription for Disney Plus and a big subscription for Hulu." So we're yeah. gonna offer you. Each of those things at a price and then a bundle that's, we're just going to get back to bundling again. Ten years yeah. from now, we're going to have, you're going to go to like Paramount or Warner or right. Disney and get a bundle with a whole bunch of these things. This, it, it, it was such a, it's just like a, <laughs> like a self, like pleasuring like circle it's like like it's like it's a masturbatory process right where it's like we're gonna go through this whole thing of like oh god we're gonna give you all the freedom no you you don't want the freedom you want all the things in one place here we come come on back we're gonna give you all the same things we're gonna pat ourselves on the back we're gonna have our our earnings call and everyone's gonna be happy again It's like how is no one else seeing? i'm not that smart i'm i'm not and i'm not that plugged in or or like have any inside information even i could read the tea leaves on
1: this come on I think yeah, it's time to it's time to refer to to downloading TV shows and buying movies like physically.
0: And I'm not I'm not saying that like the 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 dinosaur set top box cable package is the way to go, but it's inevitable that we're going to get back to some form of that. Even if the technology changes, we're going to get back to some form of that again. I said all along, the first like cable company or direct TV or whatever that came up with, we're just going to give it to you fully a la carte. And yep. we're gonna make it as easy and technologically sound as possible. That's gonna be the one that wins because that's what everyone yep. wants,
1: right? If you want I want this channel, this channel, this <laughs> if channel. If you want
0: if you want 35 channels and I want 80 channels and someone else wants four channels, yep. just give us a rate, right? If right. you get one to fifteen channels, you pay a dollar channel. And if you want fifteen to thirty channels, you pay 90 cents a channel and if you and so on and so forth whatever and just and you can switch it on and off and you don't have to have a fucking tech come and turn a switch off monthly monthly changes you can make
1: yeah once a month yeah Yeah. (laughs) through,
0: through the app once a month you can only make your change on the first of the month or whatever something like that like it's gonna be annoying that's the way to go.
2: Like,
1: yeah.
0: what are we doing with this, this, this runaround thing? Like, I, you
1: know, it's going to, it's going to end up having, it's like, oh, that's a good idea. And then some other company's going to come along. We're going to, we're actually going to go back to like cell phone minutes <laughs> No, the, the I mean, and you're gonna get charged for the time that you're watching.
0: If that, I'm gonna kill someone over that. No, we're gonna go back to the bundle thing first, and then somehow we're gonna end up with the the uh, the box on the thing that reads my brain a la Jim Carrey's Batman Forever. Yeah, that's a tip off to your uh, last week's uh, I fun it. and games.
1: I it. <laughs> Al, what are we drinking? We rambled enough about the television <laughs> garbage. I'm really interested, I smelled the beer. Mid conversation, and it smells really good. So, why don't you let the listeners know? This is
0: tw- twenty minutes of rambling. Is this the longest we've gotten before? I think so. <laughs> it's it's right up there, right?
1: This is t- this this is twenty minutes of rambling. Should be the cold open. <laughs> <laughs> clip it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, so, some cold opens do that. They clip something from. I've done it I've, done it. I've
1: done it.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, that's that's right. Well, most of them have been. Most of them have been us talking before we we right. officially start the recording, but yes, at least one of them—I I don't remember which one—but I know for a fact, yeah, you, you chose one of them. We're drinking something from my journey last summer. Took a little family vacation out into the desert, hit some Vegas, hit some uh, Grand Canyon, and this is it's from the Coyote. <laughs> no, uh, this is from uh, the Grand Canyon. This is from the Grand Canyon Brewing Company. Uh, it's handcrafted, just so you know. Uh, this is a prickly pear weevil. <laughs> Um it's got prickly pears on the front if we want to talk can art. Um sure. they're they're pretty delightful rend, renderings renderings renderings, Jesus Christ. J- renderings of prickly pears.
1: Um it's got a um it's got a what's it called? Like do you remember Invader Zim? <laughs> it's got like that. I, I didn't that really vibe. watch
0: the show but yeah I remember and the art style is kind of similar to that. You're right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um the Up top we have um some fun words to live by. Live curiously, live adventurously. I dig it. A clear, refreshing American wheat ale enhanced with the subtle sweetness of all-natural prickly pear flavor. Native to our beloved home state, the prickly pear imparts a delicate sweetness to our award-winning wheat ale to create a crisp and flavorful brew made to enjoy among the cactus-adorned landscapes of Arizona. 12 fluid ounces, 4.5% alcohol by volume, 18
1: IBUs. Veteran-owned business. That's cool.
0: Oh, I didn't see that. I've actually, never seen so, that yeah. badge before. Um, I have because of other products, but I nice. not not a lot of times. And I actually I wouldn't have recognized it on its own, but I have seen if not that specific badge, then the words at least um, memorialize somewhere.
1: Al, oh, I have another beer can here that has a slice in it.
0: So does mine actually?
1: It's not about. I, I'm telling you, it's definitely like a case, like. And a, a knife, what's it called? A box cutter, like, was dragged across. Yeah,
0: this was right? definitely and had like, to have been, because this was from, a, a, I think, a six-pack. But, was like, on- so
1: close, you could you could easily just destroy the can, and beer would go everywhere. Did I ever tell you about the time my dad threw, uh, was showing me how to throw a Ninja Star?
0: No. Where did you find a Ninja Star?
1: Uh, I don't know. He probably bought one in the city back in the day. Uh, but he always had it on, like, in the in the workshop, on, like, there was, like, one of the rungs that was coming off the pegboard had, like, table saw blades on it, and then in the middle of the table saw blades was a single ninja star. <laughs> what, what's the word for that? Shuriken? Or is that Shuriken? two different things? Shur- Shuriken? Yeah. Shuriken? Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, he was like, we can... He's like, do you want to throw it? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I want to throw it. So he
0: set it up some Does boxes. a bear shit in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So he and also throw boxes. ninja stars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, on top of a chair, like, in the corner, against the cement wall. And... Uh we had a lot of family parties at our house at that time. So we always had uh Budweiser handy for pop up. Yes. And he used that box of Budweiser to hold up the other box, and it went wow. right through the first box, and beer went <laughs> everywhere. I can imagine. <laughs> but it was a really it was really it felt so dangerous.
0: <laughs> it, because it was dangerous. Have it you seen South Park?
1: I definitely had, like, his uh, his work goggles on when I threw it.
0: That's probably for the best. Also, yeah. I forgot when I asked if you'd seen South Park that you're not a big South Park fan.
1: And, you know, not not I don't dislike it. Or anything. I just never, it was just not a yeah. thing that I ever there really was, watched. Th-
0: there was a classic episode from, like, 15 years ago where there was some sort of, like, carnival or state fair or something there. And the kids, you know how they have, like, a weapons tent always in one of those fairs? Yeah, cars? of course. The kids buy a bunch of like ninja weapons and then half of the episode becomes like an anime. <laughs> Anytime they break out like the ninja weapons that and like like not only does it become like an anime but each of them has like a an avatar that is similar to what they would look like if they were in an anime. Yeah, yeah. And um you know it kind of culminates with someone accidentally throwing a ninja star into Butter's eyeball.
2: Sure.
0: and um, That tracks.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's when it becomes real for the kids. Like, yes. just, just having fun and he's just like no, he's just like piteously crying and people think he's a stray dog.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> he's just like crawling around the streets <laughs> and it just in his eye. <laughs> that's gracious.
1: Alright, I'm ready to try this one. Let's do it. It smells so sweet. Cheers.
0: Oh, was nice. Simultaneous. Cheers. Oh, it smells
1: delightful. Oh yeah. Two for two, Anthony.
0: Two for two. So saying before we started recording, I uh I've had one other beer with Prickly Pear. It was uh, a seasonal beer from um was it what's the name of what's the name of the fucking It's Shiner, but I forget what the name of the brewery is. You know, like Shiner Bock, like Yeah. The, I forget what the name of the brewery is. It was a, uh, I just can't remember what it is. It's a, some German sounding name. Um But uh there were they had they had like a uh Shiner like spring beer. It was like a prickly pear or something or other. And that was a really, really good beer. I really enjoyed that one. This is the only other beer I've had prickly pear and I've been enjoying this so far. It's my two sips. It's a, this is a delightful light spring type of beer. We're a little early on that, but it's okay.
1: Yeah. But it's, I mean, still, uh, maybe m- w- today was warm. So I guess that helps. It's true. But um, as far as I'm, February I'm really of... digging it, very, like very sweet on the nose. Um, it uh, definitely it's yes. there with a little bit of extra tartness in it, which I really like. It's like not, I feel like it could like almost, it could almost pass as a sour from, from how tart it is, but I like it.
0: Yeah, no, this is good. It's, it's funny. Yeah. When I poured it, I could smell it and you're right. When it was sitting here, occasionally I would just get like a waft of it coming across my nose. I'm
1: picturing me as like a cartoon, but floating like towards it with the, with the scent waves.
0: I, I know it's been in a million cartoons, but I always think a family guy where they did with the pie when the, the pie like reaps yeah. Peter and quagmire. Sure. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, that's always been a, like a classic standby. Yeah. i power through that, but uh,
1: where, where are we at? Thuckles was,
0: I think this is easily a three thuckle
1: trace. Camp. Thuckles.
0: Yes. Tr- tr- <laughs> trace, trace. Thuckles. Yes.
1: I, I agree. I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm all about it. I I will say
0: prickly pear like smells almost sickly sweet. When you taste mm -hmm. it, you're right. It's got a good. There's always like that matching like tartness to go with the sweet where it's in a good balance where it doesn't feel like it's run away towards like the sickly sweet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really like this. Hmm. I could drink a lot more than 12 ounces of this.
0: I'm sorry, it didn't come in pints in this case. So we're gonna have we're gonna have several offerings from Grand Canyon. We're gonna try and uh, sp- like spread them out over the course of the next couple of months. So uh. sure,
1: eh, what are you gonna do? Uh I think it's time for some news and nuggets. Let's do it. I like that the beer section was significantly shorter than the rambling portion. That I've You didn't received. want 20 minutes of in-depth breakdown of, of how prickly this pear is. How prickly, how pr- Oh man. There's something, the, there's something about a prickly pear in the bear necessity song, right? Yes. Pick, pick prickly. He picked the wrong, prick the wrong paw. Next time beware. I don't know what the actual words are. <laughs> I just, well, I'm, I I'm see close.
0: I, you're right. There is a follow up one, but I always remember it's, Something, 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 something. And a prickly pear. Or or a prickly pear. I forget. Like it's definitely like the end of a line. And yeah, then the, yeah. the next line starts with a follow-up to the prickly pear thing before it continues on. You're absolutely right about that.
1: Now when you pick a pawpaw paw or a prickly pear there we and go. you pick a raw paw, well next time beware. <laughs> okay. I just remember don't like pick the prickly pear by the paw. When you pick a pear, try to use the claw. <laughs> I just,
0: I it's, it's so weird because it's been really long time since I've seen that movie. I saw it a million times as a kid, but I, I it's been a really long time since I've seen it.
1: But you don't need to use the claw when you pick a pair of the big paw paw. Have I given you a clue? <laughs> but I always the remember necessities th- of life will come to you. Will come to you.
0: <laughs> I always remember the cadence of that line being, "Or a prickly pear." Yeah. <laughs> I I could I, I couldn't remember if it was and or, or but I remember that being like the cadence of the sentence.
1: I require a dramatic reading of the bare necessities.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like in a Shakespearean Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alright, let's oh, call up man. Kenneth to see if he'll do it for us. Oh, my goodness. But do you right, think Kenneth, gotta... Wait wait no, hang on a second. Do you think yeah. Kenneth Kenneth Brown is on Cameo? Because we could absolutely get that from him out of
1: mm. like, like
0: a cameo. it would be fantastic.
1: That ooh. I hope so.
0: Research, research first <laughs> before next week's episode.
1: Oh man, that and that's just forever. The intro.
0: <laughs> I mean, you could you could do worse for an intro.
1: I feel like we probably get shut down at some point, right? Because they are the latest no, we to paid for. Long, it. But Oh. Eh, I don't know how this works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we paid for it.
1: All right, <laughs> just claim ignorance. I didn't know I couldn't do that.
0: (laughs) What 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 news do you want first? Do you want I
1: I want so I I'm I'm excited to look at that list of Oscars. Do you want an Oscar
0: sandwich? We can do an. I want an Oscar sandwich. Other news and then uh, other
1: news and then Oscars. Yeah. So why don't we do uh, like the actual Oscars last?
0: Okay. So you want to do Oscar Isaac first? (laughs) Don't we You know, that's now twice, because you don't know what you're walking into here, because early you were saying, like, take a look at Oscar, and now you're saying, don't we all want to do Oscar Isaac? Sure. I'm going to read you a headline. This is on IndieWire. This was from several, about a week ago, sorry. On (laughs) IndieWire, headline, Oscar Isaac put his, quote, cock sock, unquote, in Denis Villeneuve's pocket on Dune set. What? (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to need more. <laughs> and I have more to provide for you.
1: Subtitle. And he liked it.
0: <laughs> there was no subtitle. And an R rated present, don't mention it.
1: No. Uh, We're out. I think you're, you're going to need to find a different article about
0: this. Nope. Too late. We're already in it. Oscar <laughs> Isaac confessed to surprising Dune director Denis Villeneuve by placing his, quote, cocksuck, unquote, covering in Villeneuve's pocket. At one point when Denis wasn't looking, I may have left my cock sock in his pocket just so he had a little bit of me next to him when I left. Isaac said on Entertainment Weekly's Awardist podcast, just a little musty handkerchief.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm not familiar with this term.
0: It's a sock he put on his cock. Okay. So you're aware of like any like nude scene that's not in porn in which you don't see someone's full frontal nudity they typically are provided a sock.
1: Gotcha. No, I wasn't aware of this.
0: You're not aware of this? No, I didn't know about this. Okay, I'm going to have to find eventually for you a story involving Terry Bradshaw talking about his nude scene from Failure to Launch on the Dan Levitard show in which he talks about the process by which they presented him his options for socks. Okay. Terry Bradshaw, for those who don't know, was the four-time Super Bowl winning quarterback of the Steelers in the 1970s. He's like 80 years old. And at the time of failure to launch was in his <laughs> mid to late sixties, I think. So okay. anyway, the onset right. prank—the onset prank was used to bring some levity after the tense scene in which Isaac's character Duke Atreides is tortured by Nemesis Baron Vladimir Harkonnen, played by Stellan Skarsgård. Everything about it was just so scary. Isaac said he's been stripped of his clothing. There was some thought, I think, originally, like he doesn't have to be naked. And I was like, no, he should be naked, man. It's like Christ on the cross kind of moment as it continued. So we came up with a few different ideas of what his posture would be. That's where we came up with the great idea of seeing the bull's head. This motif that's never been talked about really or explained. It's just been traveling along with him as his omen, Matt, just getting finally to have a chance to play with Stellan Skarsgård as the bear. And that was just incredible. Huh. Denis just found a way to distill s- it to his essence. It's a really poetic film, and I think, weirdly enough, for as well as it is, it just feels like there's something really personal about it. It's hard to explain, but I think it's less about communicating an idea. It's his emotional expression of what you see on there. It just feels like someone's vision. It really does. That's a total word salad. I'm sorry. That's my own editorial.
1: <laughs>
0: and what could be more personal than an intimate covering? According to Isaac, not much else. That's pretty great. Yep. So, um, how
1: long before he noticed?
0: I hope it was a while. I hope it was long enough that he truly didn't know where the sock came from. Because if it's within like the first (laughs) 10 minutes of him putting it there, like he's going to realize what it is, right? But if it's like four hours later, he's going to like, How did I get a sock? Did my pants have a sock stuck in it from the dryer? Sure. Oh, no. This is wait a minute. I know that
1: sock. This is Oscar's cock sock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's pretty great. All right, I love a good onset prank. Yes, nice. So, what's going on with the Build a Bear?
0: I'm glad that you picked that one next because Build a Bear just launched an after dark series of horny teddy bears.
1: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where, is, where do you find these stories?
0: <laughs> Twitter is a wonderful and terrible place.
1: I I reserve I the Twitter app is basically just so that I can open links efficiently when you send them to me mm. at this point. I don't I don't actually go on it.
0: Yeah. I mean I very rarely tweet or even retweet anything. Sure. But I use it as one of the tools in my news gathering for enjoyment, for the show, for like I said, the reason I only ever got on Twitter to begin with is just to follow sports news. It's incredibly mm powerful tool for me aggregating all of the sports news that i wish to follow sure and and with the expansion of this show movie and video game and tv news as well no it's basically like like web slice gallery type thing isn't really a thing anymore it was a great idea that was never really executed super great or at least like published publicized in a way that it should have been but Mm -hmm. like this is essentially that right like i choose all the things i want and it's just pushed to my phone in a way that is easy to scroll through in a chronological fashion because I refuse to use the, uh, the version of Twitter that Twitter wants me to use. I only use
1: Twitter chronologically. What do they want
0: you to use? So there's the main version of Twitter where it's whatever is the quote unquote, like trending topic gets pushed more Mm. to your attention, but it shows up out of order more. or less. Like it's kind of within like snapshots of a period of time throughout the day. But, like, you might get a tweet that's from like four hours ago, and then a tweet that's from like Uh, six hours ago, and then a tweet that's from like three hours ago, all on the same subject. Like, an old man,
1: Al, what's a Twitter?
0: (laughs) To me, it's a, I use it as first started. It's a chronological feed of the things I'm interested in. Yeah. If I wanted something from other periods of time, there's a search function within Twitter. I'll go follow that. There's a trending topics function within Twitter. I'll go to that if I want to see what's trending. I check out that periodically. I want the people and sites and whatever that I'm following to be presented to me in a chronological fashion so I can peruse them at my own leisure. That's the point of Twitter, or at least that was the in- initial like intended like point of Twitter. Um, I understand that it's evolved beyond that, but to me, it's most powerful tool is to be able to do the thing that you actually want it to do, which yeah. is show you the tweets from the people you're following. Fair
1: enough.
0: Uh, anyway, <laughs> Build-A-Bear just launched an after-dark series of horny teddy bears. <laughs> Subtitle, I have no idea how to feel about this.
1: <laughs> oh, man. That statement on its own is just...
0: I know. That's why I reiterated it. This was on CNET. This is from about a week ago. Quote, who said stuffed animals were just for kids? Unquote. As the Build-A-Bear worksite. Quote, why should they get to have all the fun? Oh my God. <laughs> By the way, this is all headed with... Um, actually, hang on a second. Nice. I'm going to, I did a, a quick screenshot of my screen and I'm going to send that over to you to, uh, enjoy while I'm reading this. So you can see the image on the header image on this article and I will describe it for the audience. It's a lion build a bear that is dressed in satin robes.
1: Oh, fantastic.
0: And it's luxuriously and seductively leaning to its side with champagne and roses around it. It's it's pretty fantastic.
1: It does kind of look like it's mid-breakdance.
0: It also looks like that if it wasn't in sexy robes. Um, welcome to build the bear After Dark, a new series of teddy bears designed specifically for adults. A concept I'm currently struggling to resolve with my lizard brain. Are these bears <laughs> supposed to be ellipses? Horny? <laughs> See above, colon... A Chad teddy bear with a lion's mane and a silk robe, lying on a shag carpet with a single rose and two glasses of wine. It's fairly clear what this teddy bear's intentions are. Oh my God. The Build-A-Bear After Dark concept was announced on its Facebook page earlier this week. It's clearly a Valentine's Day related play. Quote, wink, wink, quote, read the post. Our gift shop is full of gifts for adults too. Shop Build-A-Bear After Dark for unique gift ideas that are sure to get you hugged. What?
1: <laughs> There's one. Uh, <laughs> it's the builder bear It's the bear in heart boxers with a red cape, devil horns, <laughs> and a pitchfork. <laughs> so you've been looking this up while I've been reading. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Big time.
0: <laughs> There's also, was uh, like lower on the article below where I uh, screenshotted for you. There was a um, another, not a horny after dark type of one, but an adult themed build bear that the
1: the rosé over roses one?
0: Yes, that one. Yeah. I, I don't know if you could see that on the one I sent you, or if that's something you found while on your searching here.
1: There's one that says, I, I like the crepe out of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a terrible sentence.
1: And It's,
0: it's a it's, decent pun, but a terrible sentence. Yeah. Thankfully, question mark, the actual bears themselves aren't too explicit, but I'm not sure whether it would have been better for the Build-A-Bear team to go all in on the concept most of
1: you the don't gifts don't know what's under that bear's boxers. So. Well, that's the point. Is that cock it's, sock? It's...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I somewhat the, the bear after
0: dark, lion, horny lion to come with a an optional prop of the cock sock. <laughs> Most of the gifts are quite PG and dare I say chooky. The audience is clearly the type of person who posts wine drinking memes on Facebook. I sure. mean that in the best possible sense. The reaction on Build-A-Bear's Facebook page has been mixed. Some aren't sure the Build-A-Bear brand can withstand the pressure that a horny lion bear can exert. Mm. Others seem to love it. You can check oh, out no. everything Build-A-Bear Dark has to offer
1: here. Uh, did you say the name of the lion? No. It's Dr. Love Lion. <laughs> oh, no, you and- didn't say that here. There's a picture of him pouring champagne into a champagne glass.
0: So they did a photo shoot for this horny lion bear. <laughs> because there's more than one picture, is what you're saying. Yeah. Of this specific lion and this specific This specific champagne. Uh, no, it didn't say anything about the, the name of this specific character, although the subtitle to the picture I sent you was, is this Build-A-Bear trying to seduce me? <laughs> <laughs>
1: god there's definitely like a i don't know if you watch uh last week tonight but uh, there's this there's this is i feel like this is gonna show up in that series because he does things like this all the time okay. where he'll be like that bear can get it and like he'll he'll go back to that well over and over again throughout the episode
0: now can he do it in the zazu voice or
1: <laughs> i hope so i sure hope so this is this is a this is a treat out thanks for this I, I,
0: every once in a while the internet provides good content.
1: That's true. I uh, recap on Mission Impossible lines I've got for you. Okay. I went to, I was going to move the car seat base from my car into Kim's car. And her key can be in one of three likely places. So rather than start looking, I just asked her at this point, like where it is. And I asked her, Where's your key? I need to move it. And she said, My left (laughs) jacket
0: pocket. Wait, like she retained the reference? That was last week, right? Was that last week or two weeks ago? It was
1: like three weeks ago. <laughs>
0: well, no, I remember what we talked about on the show.
1: Yeah, it was like maybe that was two weeks ago, I think. Okay. We might have brought it up again last week, but yeah, I was yeah, just retained that one bit of information with a cadence that um is is relevant. And I was like
0: <laughs> Well done. Well done. Your your marriage is sure to succeed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I just thought you would like that. I also, um, do you have any other news and nuggets before we get into the Oscars? Nope. The last of my news is Oscars. All right. Then I have, uh, there's one more nugget for you. Um, it is a, I think this is like, being Diane Kruger is becoming a little bit more of a theme. It's like, there's the very basic one, which is you've heard, you hear something that you feel like you've never heard before, and then you hear it all over the place, right? That's like the real version of it. But then there's things that, I, I, which I think still count is when they come back into play after not having thought about them for a while, and now yeah. you're hearing about them everywhere. We kind okay. of talked
0: about that recently, and I, I forget what you said. Yeah, it a was one of the ones ago. that I
1: had like. So, well, um, I said it
0: too, where I was like, "It's not like the first time I thought about it, but it's something I haven't really thought about." And like, yeah. weirdly, it came up like twice within a short period of time.
1: So, before, like, I'll, I'll, I guess it was like six weeks ago at this point when we were gonna do. The first when we were discussing after the after a show that we had that we were going to start doing the Book of Boba Fett post credits, mm-hmm. and we were coming up with a name for it, which you eventually came up with um, a the Boba's Bo- feature Fett,
0: the Boba's feature Fett,
1: I love. And but at one point, I had I had uh, I had surfaced uh, Boba tea with boba, yeah, and and, <laughs> and I I haven't stopped thinking about that tea in a while and sure enough this place opened up near me that is dumplings and boba, and i was like cool like that's that's great i i would like that uh earlier today i took a lunch break and i was like you know what i'm kind of in the mood to get one of those so i went i went to pick one up i'm i grab it i get back to my car i'm listening to uh game scoop in my car okay okay it were, I was like midway through the episode when I got there Grabbed the drink, got in the car, had a few sips Started driving home One of the members of GameScoop Says to the other members of Game Scoop, Hey, I thought we were gonna get Boba Tea and watch Boba Fett I was like, this is too much <laughs> <laughs> this, this is everything All at once And <laughs> then kruger it's a double Kruger
0: Krugerception?
1: Yeah, yeah It's like a Nightmare on Elm Street 2 over here <laughs> Uh, anyway, I think it's time for Oscars. Oscar season is here. I've I've seen only
0: the slightest bit of the nominations. I I saw I think the best picture and maybe one or two other things. So, well, obviously we're up here the
1: Oscars.org. So I'm gonna go top down from category, and you stop me when you want to hear who's in what. Well, let's just pick the major categories. Let's jump actor in a leading role is the number one on the list.
0: Yeah, that's what I have here too.
1: So we have (sighs) Javier Bardem. In being the Ricardos, which yes. I actually really want to see that, so that works out well. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in *The Power of the Dog*, which I have never heard. I haven't heard a single thing about that movie. I almost before. watched it.
0: F- I almost watched it a few weeks ago.
1: I was going to say, it's but good. now it seems like maybe a front runner. Oh yeah,
0: no, that all along has been because. Well, I mean, for one thing, it's got multiple like major nominations between picture, director, actor, supporting actor.
1: Oh, okay. We got uh, Andrew Garfield and Tick-Tick-Boom, which is the only one so far on this list that I've seen. Will Smith and King Richard. What is that one about again?
0: That's about the father of the Williams sisters. Okay, that's what about. I
1: thought. And then we've got Denzel Washington and the Tragedy of Macbeth. And I'm not a big Shakespeare guy, but I um
0: I no, saw I'll, I'll, a trailer you, for that. I was that. they all sorts of different internet services have been pushing the... Shit out of that! It's Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand. It's on Apple, I think. Yeah, um, it is. I, like, I, that's been a promoted ad on on Twitter for like a month for me.
1: I'll have to check that one out. So we have actor in a supporting role. Yes, uh, Kieran, Kieran, Kieran. Yeah. What do you do with that? A uh,
0: I don't think we're much territory eggs. now. What is this, this? Is not this is not Troegs. <laughs> <eggs>. It's <Kira. laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Kieran. Um, what is
1: that? What do you call that one? I, it's just an accent mark.
0: I'm sure there's a name for it, but it's an accent mark. It's like Spanish. Yeah, but that's like, that's it.
1: There's no sp- there's nothing special about it. If that wasn't there, I feel like you'd be pronouncing this name the same way.
0: I don't know, Kieran, Kieran. I don't know. It might be. I've never actually heard anyone say his name out loud, but I'm pretty sure it's Kieran. More. We'll
1: or less. find out soon enough, I guess. In Belfast, yes. Troy Kotzer, Kotzer. No idea. In Coda, Jesse Plemons, The Power of the Dog. Oh, man, that's I cool. can't. I can't even look at him. Because I get creepy Todd vibes, I get creepy game night vibes, and yeah. I just he's just a hard, it's hard to look at. It's a good actor though. I mean, yeah. J.K. Simmons and being the Ricardos. Oh, did forgot that he was in that.
0: I found out today when I saw that he was nominated for it, and I was like, I had no idea he was in that movie. I just know the two leads.
1: Cody Smith McPhee. In the power of the dog. Now that's uh, that's always interesting. I love when there's when there's two actors from the same movie. I do
0: feel bad because they never win. It's they. It's they somebody else.
1: All, yeah, because they it's cannibalize. Like that split vote. Thing. Yes, they they cannibalize
0: yeah. each other. It's it sucks. Yep. Cody, Ash- Cody Smith McPhee. I forget what, but he was in something as like a child star like eight years ago. Can we look him up? I mean, I'm sure we can. I'll look him up while you continue right. on reading.
1: The name sounds like a character from Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah, like that who they whole name every time. Uh, actress in a leading role, we have Jek Jekaga. Je- wow, I I, I Jekaga K- Je- keep- K- Chastain. I was gonna say yeah, Jessica Chastain. I was gonna say Sastain when I was doing Jekaga. I'm like sorry. Like I was moving the C's and the S's all over the place.
0: Well while you try and recover. Yeah. Cody Smith McPhee was in a handful of things, but the first major role was The Road, where he played Boy. He was Viggo Mortensen's son mm. in that. But the first major role that I was aware of him in, I think, was in Let Me In, which I know was a remake of some like Swedish or German or something movie. It's a vampire movie in which this kid befriends a seemingly similar aged little girl who's actually a vampire. It was, a, it was a very well regarded movie. I, I never saw it, but that was the first thing I was aware of him from chronologically.
1: Wait a minute. Yes. I feel like. And now I have to look I'm sorry. I have to look him up. I think it was, it,
0: there was an alternate title for that movie, too, I think. That was directed by Matt Reeves.
1: What's his name again? Yeah. Cody written and
0: directed by Matt Reeves, Cody Smith McPhee. Um, that was written and directed by Matt Reeves, who has written and directed the upcoming Robert Pattinson to Batman movie.
1: I know this guy's face. Anyway, anyway, I'll look them up later. Uh, cool actress in a leading role. We have Jessica Chastain in the Eyes of Tammy Faye. I've know nothing yes, about that, that movie. That
0: just came out on like HBO, I think. Uh, that's about Tammy Faye Baker.
1: We've got uh, Olivia Colman. Uh, wild that her, she's nominated in, again in her movie for this year with a lost daughter,
0: <laughs> which I've never heard of. I didn't know she was in a movie that was going to be nominated for anything.
1: Is, is she just? Is she just? Is she a permanent resident? On the nominee list? Is that what this is? I mean, it's
0: it's great for her that she is. Also, like, didn't she nominated perpetually for Marvelous Miss Maisel too? Is she in that, or is she something else? She was in some television show. Maybe it wasn't she, that
1: one. Uh, not no, it wasn't that. Uh, was it the Crown? Which one was it? Was it was it Downton Abbey? Is she in that?
0: Or maybe it was Downton Abbey. I know that yeah. she was perpetually nominated, nominated for like an Emmy for some television show, too, and I don't remember which one it was. I, I don't know why I thought she was... Oh, no, what's-her-name was in Marvelous M- Miss Mizelich which was nominated uh, from Family Guy. Um, I'm pretty sure she was, does Lois.
1: she's in both Downton Abbey and The
0: Crown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> British shows, fantastic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We've got Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers. Never heard of it. They uh, They never touch. We've got Nicole Kidman. <laughs> in- <laughs> it's
2: terrible. Terrible uh, joke.
1: <laughs> math. We've got Nicole Kidman and being the Ricardos. This movie's getting a lot of traction.
0: Yeah, right. I've heard kind of mixed things about the movie itself, but I, I've heard that they're good. Like the actors and actresses are good. Yep.
1: Yeah. We've got uh, Kristen Stewart in Spencer. Now, I find it as somebody who just watched all of the Twilight movies what? willingly this past year. Um, I find it hard to believe that she has made her way into a position to be nominated for something.
0: This is the second time she's been nominated. She was nominated she, for playing Joan Jett.
1: I have, I feel like I'm going to, I I feel like I need to watch it just to, just to see that she could do it. She's a
0: fine actress. Did you ever see she Adventureland? she's
1: awful. No. Yes. She's, I did see Adventureland. She's pretty good. I didn't think she was that good in that either. I saw her once... She was a hell of a lot better than that than she was in Twilight. I saw her once really struggling to cross the street what? in the city. <laughs> she looked as confused as she does the entire time she's playing Bella in Twilight.
0: She was She was good in the podcast with Dax a couple weeks ago, an armchair expert.
1: Maybe I have to give her a modern chance.
0: But, uh... Well, she was also in that terrible movie from a couple of years ago, Underwater, which I never saw, but it had to be terrible because in the trailer, there's just, what's his name? That guy who kind of got, kind of sort of got canceled. The ginger guy from um, uh, Silicon Valley and Deadpool.
1: Oh, TJ Miller.
0: Yeah. Where he screams, they're under <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> the, oh, the tra- oh, oh!
0: She was the okay. lead in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. That was one of the worst trailers I've ever seen. I laughed the whole time. It was supposed to be for a horror movie.
1: (laughs) Jesus. Uh, We have actress in a supporting role. Uh, Jessie Buckley, the lost daughter.
0: Yes, she was really good in Fargo season four, playing a serial killer nurse. Okay. Who kept, like, Munchausen's syndrome by proxying her... Elderly and incapacitated patients and in killing them. Dear God. She's an Irish singer, I believe, before she became famous as an actress. Huh. There's something else I saw her in as well. And I'm struggling to remember what it was now.
1: We have, um, while you look that up, we have Ariana De- DeBose. DeBose? 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 I'm sorry, what? Dubois. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's definitely <still> not Dubois. <laughs> I'm going to assume it's DeBose. Maybe it's, maybe it's, De, maybe it's DeBose. It's probably DeBose.
1: DeBose. DeBose. uh In West Side Story. We've got Judy Dench in Belfast. Oh, we have Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog. Okay, I, I knew she was... Alongside Plemons?
0: Yes, I know she was nominated. I couldn't remember if it was f- if it was for that as well or if it was for something else.
1: And we have Anjanue Ellis. Yes. In King Richard. Yes.
0: What else? i um, what did I, I'm, I'm scrolling through Jesse Buckley here, and I can't think of what else I recognize her from. I know i would seen something about her recently that, like, I guess she's been acting for a longer time than that, I realized, but more of it was, I think, like, British stuff. But I think Ooh. there was something else I'd seen her in, or at least seen reference to.
1: I hate when that happens, where I'm like, I know this person. I go to the list, and I'm like, I don't know this person.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what? I think I saw something about her having been in Chernobyl, but I didn't actually
1: ah, watch it. Gotcha. We have cinematography, which I'm going to burn through quickly, specifically because Dune is in there. And um, that's, I feel like that's some stiff competition already <laughs> like to be yeah. up against Dune. So the uh, tragedy of Macbeth is also in there, which from the trailers that I had seen, I was already, I was already eyeing it for this category. So that's pretty cool. Um, I still don't know anything about the power of the dog, so I'll we'll have to check that out nightmare alley, which I believe you mentioned recently as being a potential. Yeah. When I, was, for this when, show. when
0: I was texting you, I think we can rack up some solid Oscar stuff with some of the stuff that I've seen pop up recently. And that's one of the ones that I've been intrigued by for a while.
1: Cool. I think
0: it just showed up on
1: HBO. HBO so yeah. I'd
0: like to see that. And, um, that'd be good for us knocking out some Oscar stuff cool. so we can be prepared for our flicks and a whisk episode like a month from now.
1: Yes, yes. We do have a uh, costume design I'm mentioning specifically because Dune isn't there as well, along with West Side Story, Nightmare Alley, uh, Kirano, Chirano, and Cruella.
0: Good, good costumes in Dune.
1: Yeah, uh, Cock Socks. <laughs>
0: best, I don't know that that's... Best, wait, the award can, for best. <laughs> no, when they win for costume design, can they just have Oscar Isaac go up onto the stage to accept the award in only a cocksuck.
1: No, no. He gets on the stage and he slowly unrolls it over the Oscar. <laughs> just a terrible two-sock. Oh my god, if they were to win and and somebody, like, has it... Just, like, swinging the yeah. sock! <laughs> oh my goodness, that would be great. Alright, let's go for directing. We've got Belfast, Kenneth Branagh.
0: The thing that I tried to watch several weeks ago that just failed miserably on Plex...
1: Drive My Car?
0: I have heard good things about that on Cinephile,
1: okay.
0: which is a Meadowlark podcast Adnan Verk hosts. He's been talking about this movie a lot recently. It's a Japanese movie that is f- apparently quite long and kind of confusing for some time, and then like the final like 45 minutes of it is supposedly like incredibly riveting. So oh. I'm intrigued. I don't know if I'm intrigued enough to watch, but I was kind of intrigued by it.
1: We've got Licorice Pizza. By Paul Thomas Anderson?
0: I didn't see it. I've heard people talk about it a lot. It sounds like it's kind of in the vein of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, in which it's very, like, gratuitous mm. by Paul Thomas Anderson. It's just like there is no one holding him back from doing every single thing he wants to do.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. The Power of the Dog. Yes. And West Side Story. Okay.
0: Uh, there was apparently um, some spoiler alert, but apparently there was some talk about the fact that Dune was nominated for Best Picture, but Denis Villeneuve was not nominated for directing.
1: Yeah, that, that when that happened, what was that with? What well, it happens?
0: It happens the, every year because they Argo. Is they, is that they bu- one of the ones. They, well, I'm not sure, but they bumped up Best Picture to ten candidates, but Best Director is five. So it inevitably happens multiple times, and it is—it it is tough to delineate. Like some movies, you can probably delineate it some, but in, in others, it's like, how do you separate the director from the movie itself?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little odd. All right, and we've got best picture here. We have Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley power of the dog and west side story that is a long ass list tell you what
0: yeah because it's i think they then they bump it to it allows 10 now right
1: yeah did they 10. do that when did they do that was that the dark knight
0: the,
1: yeah i think yeah. it was after that year so it's yeah. been
0: since 2009 or whatever 2010
1: um ten. us see what else any other categories that we want to go into
0: i mean those are the ones that typically you and i i mean screenplay uh-huh. maybe Yeah, Score sometimes writing
1: an adapted screenplay. I'll take a look at visual effects. Dune free guy. No time to die. Shang-Chi and Spider-Man. No way home.
0: How about music? Original song. Be alive Uh, from King Richard. Dos (sighs) or from Encanto. Down to joy from Belfast. No time to die from no time to die. And somehow you do from four good days, which I have not heard of.
2: Cool.
1: Um, That was original song you said, right? Yes. Uh, ah.
0: adapted screenplay and Dune, original screenplay. Dune is
1: up for original score.
0: Yeah, Well say score, the two screenplay categories can be interesting.
1: Yep. Alright, um, writing adapted screenplay. We've got Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, The Power of the Daughter. Do- I really do hope that Dune takes some of these more meaningful ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because you know it's going to end up winning for like costume design. And yeah. Nothing else. It's, no, it's not no,
1: funny. it's not. Something stupid is going to win, like West Side Story, where it's like it's just old clothes. Like I don't understand. (laughs) Honestly, it's
0: kind of the same thing with um, like Nightmare Alley, which was also nominated.
1: I just, I really like. I think if you want to give, if you want to give a movie like that production design, sure. Like if you really captured the feeling of the time, but I don't think you get costume.
0: I mean, this depends if it's a weak class, like. But like in this case, like something like Dune, like you look at like the many dresses that Jessica wears in it, you see some of, like the outfits that. That the other major players wear the, the armor that the Sardaukar and that the Fremen wear, the cock sock that Oscar
1: yeah, Isaac. Yeah, I was going to say, you know how when they do, they'll show you the sketches? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just a sketch of Oscar Isaac laying back yeah. in a chair <laughs> with like a very long sock flowing over like his yeah. thigh. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, writing original screenplay, we've got Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Rick- Rickard. King Richard, no. Licorice Pizza, and the worst person in the world.
0: I still really want to watch Belfast, and I really want to watch Nightmare yeah. Alley, even though I'm not huge on like horror stuff, and I'm not sure if that's horror or thriller. Hmm. Um, and th- I mean there's a handful of these like best picture movies that I like I actively want to see and a handful of others that I'm willing to watch just for us to speak more like eloquently.
1: Yeah. Um, all,
0: I had all... not heard of Coda before this week. Same. Um, we've already watched Don't Look Up, so that's cool. Uh, we've seen Dune, so that's cool. Um, Nightmare Alley, King Richard, Power of the Dog should all be easy enough to watch because they're all on HBO. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm sure we can find the others as well. So
1: yeah, it's interesting. Like I, the list. It seems compelling. Like I want. There's a bunch of stuff on here that I would like to watch, which is good. Uh, that's like that's a good start for an Oscar. Yeah, like nominee list. And then even better, I'm sure once I watch some of these, I'll be like, I'll have some opinions on what I want to win.
0: Every and- year, there's there's some movie that we watch that like we had like little to no regard for per se. Not saying that we, like, were, like, disdaining it, but just, like, wasn't it, like, something like, ooh, I have to see that. And then right. we ended up, like, falling in love with it for, like, like was it last year or the year before? I think it was last year. Sound of Metal? I was like, oh, yeah, let's watch this, Riz Ahmed, whatever. That was the one I was rooting for, for, like, yeah. the best fiction and everything. I was like, why? Why yeah. is this the movie that I, like, fell in love with?
1: All oh, the last year that I saw all the Oscar movies is the year that I found the name for my son.
0: <laughs> and I never even saw that movie,
1: so... <laughs> So that's coming up. When is when is it? Uh, it's usually twenty seventh. Okay,
0: i so isn't it usually like early March? But I wouldn't be surprised if it's delayed some.
1: That's good. End of March gives us some time to get through a bunch of these.
0: Maybe I think I'm gonna get by the end of this month. I have three vacation days to burn by like the end of February. Um... I think I might get up to three weeks of vacation after this, so nice. maybe I'll take off for the Monday after Oscars, and I'll come down for the Oscars. This will be the first yeah. time in a few years that we've done this.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to make that happen. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. That's awesome. I'm excited. Uh, That's all your news and nuggets for this week. I think it's time for we're yeah. consuming
0: Yeah, I think that was probably enough. I tried to keep the news a little light, because I feel like we'd, we're going to have a lot on consumption. Let's jump sure. in first with consumption stuff. Um. I hope this will be something we do in the next couple of weeks. I figured it would be palatable to you because it's on HBO. Oh, I was surprised. I was expecting to see it nominated for at least one of the major categories, but this weekend I watched The Last Duel, which was yes. a total flop at the box office, which, again, at this time, it's hard to really read into those things. Released fully during the pandemic, it did not release with, I I don't think it released with a, uh, a streaming, like, Side It might have released on HBO alongside of it. I'm I'm not 100% Mm. sure because it wasn't one that I was like looking forward to when it came out. I remember seeing some promotional material, but it wasn't one that I was super familiar with until like it was coming out. Right. I heard mixed things after it released. I heard that it, like I said, flopped at the box office. But then I started to hear some critical acclaim for it. And so I watched the movie. I read a little into the background of it. Actually, I had heard more about the background of it before I read it. Or before I watched it. And it's... I don't know how loosely, but it's based on a true story from, like, 900 years ago. Huh. During medieval times, and I i guess France, when they were, I think, controlled by the British monarchy at that time. Um, it's based on a book. Uh, I, ostensibly a non-fiction book, I guess. But a, a book. Um, the movie was co-written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and then they brought on another woman whose name I'm forgetting now wasn't a name I recognized to help them finish the script. And so it becomes kind of readily apparent that there's three portions to this movie and there's three co-writers to this movie.
1: Interesting. And
0: so I will give you kind of the pitch for the movie because everyone kind of was, should be aware of like what the gist of the movie of is now. So Matt Damon, Nicole
1: Holofsenner. Well,
0: the other thing is I didn't know how to pronounce it, but it, it wasn't a name I was familiar with. Um, so Matt Damon plays a lesser lord or whatever or son of a lord, and <laughs> son of a lord. <laughs> well, because there's a whole big deal about his him inheriting a title of his father's. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Adam Driver plays a kind of a lowly squire who's now on the fringe of becoming knighted himself, wow. and he's a so service- work
1: about Liechtenstein.
0: Exactly, and he's in service of Matt Damon, and that's how the movie starts, and the two of them had diverging paths from early on in the movie, as Matt Damon settles into what is to be kind of his life, and Adam Driver, who comes from very humble means, finds favor with the big lord above both of them in that region that they the live in. The Overlord. France. <laughs> the Overlord, Yeah. <laughs> Well, the whole point is at the beginning of the movie, you find out that there's a new king on the throne and there's a new lord who's in charge. So both of them have recently ascended to their respective
2: thrones. Okay.
0: And Adam Driver finds favor with this lord who's played by Ben Affleck. And Matt Damon is kind of scorned by this lord. And so he gets ris- he gets raised up to a level equal to, if not possibly exceeding Matt Damon's, despite the fact oh, that he's sh- squired from Matt Damon. So there becomes this professional rivalry. Ooh. And eventually, there's an accusation by Matt Damon's wife that Adam Driver's character raped her. J'cuse. And so the, th- <laughs> the three parts of the movie are told from Matt Damon's perspective before and after the rape accusation. Then they rewind to Adam Driver's perspective of everything that's gone on. And mm. they start at the same exact point. The movie starts with them... Well, there's a kind of a cold open. And then in earnest, chronologically, the movie starts with them going into this major battle Mm -hmm. in which they both are in very good terms still at this point. Okay. And their paths diverge from immediately after the battle, basically. Mm. And so Adam Driver's story starts there as well. You see his perspective and it runs up to slightly past where Matt Damon's perspective ended. But you see some scenes in Matt Damon's story that you don't see in Adam Driver's and vice versa but sure. you see a lot of overlapping scenes and you see how the telling of each of them is slightly different. I dig that. And you're not hundred percent sure until like the end of Adam driver's story, which one of them is quote unquote telling the truth. Cause a lot of it is from a certain point of view. Yeah. And then the third part of the story is told by Damon's wife in the movie about how she perceived this rivalry unfolding between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And of course the movie ends in, quote-unquote, the last duel. And I haven't checked into the, the history of this specific part of it, but I'm assuming this is more or less correct. It's funny because there's a scene with the king who's quite young about, I thought dueling was outlawed, and one of his advisors says, well, no one has had an officially sanctioned duel in some years, since before you were born, in fact. But technically, it's not outlawed, so... If you grant your approval, it's something that we can have happen. Gotcha. And I, I won't give away like my score for what the movie will be. Like I said, I hope we can do it in the next couple of weeks because yeah. I found it to be kind of a fascinating movie. Well, to based watch.
1: on based on your breakdown, I I am interested in watching it. Whereas before, I just didn't care.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, and I kind of felt that way for a while as well. And I, I've been hearing a little bit of this and that. And I was like, whether I like it or not, it seems like an interesting way to do a movie. And that's yeah. why I ultimately watched it. Uh, like, yeah, I, like, this sounds I like,
1: like an interesting mechanic for sure.
0: It's not even just a he sh- he said she said. It's a he said she said he said.
1: Is like, there a um I think I might want to know this going in. Is there a clear unraveling of the story by the end, or is it kind of up to the viewer? As far
0: as whether or not he raped her? Yeah, I guess. Well I won't say what whether or not he did, but two of the three accounts
1: Line up. Line
0: up.
2: Ah, uh,
1: interesting. Okay, cool, cool.
0: And I'm just gonna go ahead and say that, based on the way it's presented, it feels like, as far as we can tell from something that happened 900 years ago, that whether or not it happened, I think the viewer will be satisfied as to as them. a
1: jury will be able to come to a verdict.
0: but the point is that this is kind of Game of Thrones style, like Mm. the way that things were really were back then. They decide that let God decide, Mm. and that means whoever wins the duel is proven factually correct in court. Sure. Uh, Whether or not it happened, whoever wins is proved factually correct in court because God wouldn't allow a lie to stand.
2: Sure. Um, Sure.
0: And this was written. I. Well, sorry, this was not written. This was directed by Ridley Scott, um, mm-hmm. who in recent years hasn't really had a lot of hits, but has had some incredible movies in the past. And naturally, <clears throat> what I will say from this that I will give away un- like unquestionably, unequivocally, he still knows how to direct riveting like medieval ancient style battle scenes. Yeah. Um, revolting often, but riveting. And, um, I think it's worth, I think it's the type of movie that's worth a watch, whether you like it or not. Oh,
1: my gentle Jesus. All right, so I, I just quickly want to go to his credits for director. He has 57 listed credits for director, and when I expanded the list, the first thing... He's old, he's directed a lot of things. But when I expanded the list, the first thing that was listed was Gladiator 2 announced. No. Yeah.
0: Actually, no, I had heard about this, you're right. No, yeah, that's a thing.
1: (laughs) Queen and Country, Untitled Alien Prequel... (laughs) (laughs) well he's
0: currently producing a show that's on hbo that i was kind of intrigued by and then i heard that it might be kind of a backdoor like expansion of the alien universe i Mm. "I don't know
1: that i want to see that necessarily yeah i just it's a property that i just don't really care about it's done it's done at this point oh i liked the martian
0: yes that was a good movie it was a legitimately really good movie i love the martian
1: You know what? I say I'm not interested in an alien, but I vaguely remember enjoying Prometheus. It was fine. That Robin Hood movie's no good.
0: I didn't see that one.
1: American Gangster, I think, was good.
0: That was good. I saw it the one time in theaters. (sighs) I don't remember a
1: lot of the details. I don't remember it at all, except for I remember watching it and being like, I really like this movie. Matchstick Men? I never saw that one. That was uh, Nicolas Cage? And, um... John Cusack. Rockwell, right? Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Was... What do I think John Cusack was in that? Maybe he is. Um, he's not.
0: Okay, but it was definitely Nicolas Cage, right?
1: Yeah, that's that's for sure. Oh, right. And there's Blade Runner, which I'm still not really a fan of. Uh, cool, sweet. All right, I'll give that one a go. We'll we'll end up doing that on the show. Okay, sounds good. Um, what are we doing? Oh, that's what we're watching. You watched that. <laughs>
0: I did I did watch that this week. <laughs> that weekend. wasn't
1: news. That was that was what we're watching. Uh, I, you'll be happy to know, have picked Scrubs back up. Nice. And I'm very much enjoying it. I, going through like I can't three imagine or four you would episodes relatively quickly. And uh just lots of laughs to be had. Where are you at, roughly? Uh somewhere in the fourth season.
0: Okay. What what was the last one that you just watched?
1: Uh Cox had a vasectomy, reverse vasectomy, and then had it again.
0: (laughs) It's a a good episode. It's a really good episode. That
1: was the one with uh, Colin Farrell in it.
0: Oh, I forgot that's the same episode. (laughs) Yeah, where he where he plays the Irish guy who beats up the guy in the bar and he brings him to the hospital because it was a dead of honor.
1: In there is that uh, JD and Turk turn him in, and then everybody in the hospital is really pissed because they yeah, because all the girls are swooning over him and Todd. Yes. And Todd has a great line. He goes, "Hey, hot's hot. I don't care about gender." Yeah, <laughs> I, lo- I H- love it. Todd I lo- ahead of
0: his time, I guess. And-
1: I love it. He's he's so terrible. He's such a terribly awesome character. <laughs> he's the Todd. There's, a, I love. They did the the not too many episodes before. This was what was your best moment as a doctor?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: Todd, right? so. Todd's, <laughs> Swifty, they they lose the guy on the table, and he's like, "Hold up his hand." <laughs> he he high fives five. him back to life, <laughs> <laughs> and the, the Kelso's like, and and Cox are like sitting behind them at a different table, and they're like, "It is just insane, like how bad you are at this, <laughs> or so like like you don't know anything <laughs> about the human body or anatomy." <laughs> it's just so uh, it's very clever. I, it's it's a lot of fun. I you know what I like about it. It's so ridiculous and so funny, but they're so they keep. So true to the characters, like at their core, like they're very flawed in different ways, and like,
0: and yet they still over eight seasons grow.
1: Yeah, slowly, slow. But and I think maybe that's what's good about it, right? Is that that like, growth is really slow. It literally takes realistic. all of them eight seasons. Yeah, ah, uh, it's it's great. I'm I'm really enjoying it. So that's one of mine. What else you got? What are you watching? Um, let's go with a
0: show, I guess, to mm. match that energy. I have caught up with. Well, at this point now, I didn't see this week's, but I've caught up with the first, I think, four or five episodes of The Righteous Gemstones. Mm. And uh, that's been good to get back into that world. It's always, it's almost, it's always like jump, trying to dip your toe into like cold water and like get your body acclimated because it's such a rough watch at times in like just how fraught it is. Mm -hmm. I don't mean that as a, it's like a criticism. It's just, it can be a tough watch because it's just so uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's so funny, too, that it's like you eventually get over that system shock of the temperature.
1: I feel like that's just Danny McBride all the time.
0: Yeah, he is incredibly coarse. Like, he's actively seeking your discomfort. Yeah. Um, in a comedic way most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's a really, really good, solid, funny show. And also, it should not go unnoticed that where things have really started to pick up in this most recent episode that I've seen one episode behind the current air airing uh schedule is the one where Walton Goggins finally has shown back up this season mm. as uh baby billy, John Goodman's brother-in-law and uh he's just so he so thoroughly epitomizes everything that like McBride so like seeking to achieve. They there's the weirdest, randomest, most unexpected perfect duo. <laughs> Vice they were so great together in Vice Principals. He's not in this show as much as he was in that show, but he's just perfect as being the the Goggins-esque character in this Hmm. in this show and uh you know there's they had kind of added some the Eric Andre's in the show I know I mentioned that like the first time we talked about it a few weeks ago and uh he's interesting he's still kind of in it lightly the the best I think new inclusion overall to this this season's story has been the uh (laughs) John John Goodman keeps calling them the muscle boys for whatever reason, <laughs> Adam Devine's character has started up this because the, the whole thing is that's this family of like televangelist preachers. And Adam Devine is the youth pastor of the family, because he's the youngest. And this season he's hired a a whole well, not hired, really, I guess, acquired this following of incredibly jacked Christian gentlemen. And they kind of lived by the precepts of Jesus, including living outdoors and, like, wearing, like, robes and tunics and all that, but a lot of all of their stuff is based on, like, physical fitness. (laughs) It's so uncomfortable. It's incredibly homoerotic. His Everything about his storyline basically has been that. Yeah. And... (laughs) John I, got, Goodman. I got
1: that from, like, this, the few episodes I did watch. Yeah,
0: John Goodman keeps calling them the muscle boys, and it keeps causing this friction because he's like, they're men! They're <laughs> my muscle men! <laughs> and all of it is oh, so uncomfortable good. and hysterical. <laughs> I like that.
2: Um,
0: and also, weirdly, Eric Roberts has joined this season as an old friend from John Goodman's past who he doesn't like to talk about too much. And uh, it's created an interesting, interesting dynamic between the two of them, giving... Give me a lot more screen time than he had, especially early on in the last season, so. Gotcha. I've been enjoying it, definitely. Cool.
1: As uncomfortable as it makes me. I, um, I watched Encanto. Okay. Really enjoy- enjoyed it. it is, I've, heard, uh, I've heard
0: good things. I don't yeah. know that I'm going to get to that one, but.
1: Yeah, it was pretty good. I will say, like, rough. It's a it's a bumpy start to, they kind of just dive right into what's going on, and, like, there's, like an insane amount of upfront exposition in rapid fire song that is like, what, wait, hang on. What, (laughs) what's the, what's the story? How did we get here (laughs) where we're starting? (laughs) And um, luckily enough, I mean, it is an animated movie. It is meant for children. They do. They do bring you back in the loop. They didn't really need to do all of that upfront. It ends up just being, it's just like, sit down and enjoy the song. Don't think too much about it for now. We'll okay. get back. To, we'll get back to this. <laughs> it's like it'll all it'll all fill in over time. It's like and it, and it did. And it was it was it was a lot of fun. Some of the songs are really uh, really entertaining and definitely definitely stick in your head. Uh, it's not my favorite, but it was you know. It's Disney. It's good. Yeah, it's good. What else are you watching?
0: Uh, I watched the first episode. I don't know how many episodes have released. I don't know if it's the whole season or if they're doing it weekly. But um, the new show Reacher on Amazon. Mm. I watched the first episode with my dad. He has read some of the books. I don't think he's read the whole series. Um, is, I think it's, is that Lee child? I think who writes those, it's the Jack Reacher series of books. Um, they've done, I think two movies with Tom Cruise as the lead, which my dad and many people scoff at because he's known as a mountain of a man in the books. And mm. Tom Cruise is like five, four. Um, that being said, I know my dad enjoyed the first of the two movies. I don't know if he ever saw the second one or not. I know he's like he like scoffs at Cruz being in the role because the guy's supposed to be like 6'5". five. Gotcha. But um, overall, I think he liked the the tone of the movie and some of what Cruz did as like the character himself. Um, so this new show on Amazon is supposed to be, I think, hewing a little closer to the subject matter itself, not just like the spirit of it okay because i think the first season is supposed to be loosely based on one specific book Um, oh okay killing floor i think which is definitely i had heard of before that specific book Mm -hmm. um and the new version of reacher is played by alan Richson, who's most famously known for uh his role as thad castle in blue mountain state was one of the leads on that show uh that show was on spike like 10 12 years ago something like that and eventually i think it moved to netflix they did a netflix movie some years after the show ended it was like three or four seasons it was a good show it does not age well it was really funny it's super raunchy it's does not hold up to the standards of a lot of the ways that we want to talk and treat about people (laughs) in in the present day um but there's a lot of funny stuff if you can get past that And uh, he plays a ridiculous, ridiculous character in that show. He is one of the consistently funny characters in that show, despite how terrible he is as a person and a character overall. (laughs) And um, he's doing a little different thing. I won't say he's any sort of great actor because he's not, but um, at least physically he embodies the Reacher character because he's probably like 6'3 or something like that and like crazy jacked. So um, the only other thing I'm aware of him in that you might remember was because uh, you watched all of New Girl, right? Yeah. Do you remember the episode?
1: I know. It's Micropenis.
0: Yeah, the yeah. When Justice guy <laughs> with the Micropenis. That's
2: him.
1: <laughs> uh, I guess you must have looked it up. Because, I was yeah. No, I looked him up. I saw his face. Okay. So I was like, oh my God. And I, he played such a douche. Yes. And it's like, it's because of my Micropenis. No, no. You're just a be very clear. I'm breaking up with you because you're a douche. <laughs>
0: But uh, the first episode, I thought he showed a little bit more range than what he had ever shown in the past. Uh, not to say that it was any sort of like award-winning performance, because it's definitely not. Um, and it sounded like to my my dad tracked. from what little i know of the character i thought it tracked i know i've read alan seppenwall's review and apparently he's a huge fan of the books and he seemed unimpressed with the characters take so far but my knowledge of like the bullet points of what the character is supposed to be about it seemed like he embodied it in the first episode but we'll see where it goes uh because i'll probably watch it with my dad so i don't know how fast we'll get through the show cool
1: i he also played Raphael in the newer ninja turtles movies
0: I did know that, but had forgotten because I never actually
1: saw the movies. Right on. Um, the only other thing that I have on my list, I'm pretty sure we watched together. So do you have anything other than that?
0: Um, yeah, I have a very, very short shutdown forecast update for this week. What you got? They arrested the boats. Thank God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, I was on the edge of my seat.
0: It was a good episode this week. It was a little shorter than it's been for the last several weeks. There's been a couple other things that aren't worth getting into. They arrested the boats. But the final part of that story is the boats have been arrested. Fantastic. (laughs) Um, I have another very short note, just something to reference. It's not something new that I'm watching, but this weekend I was alone for Saturday night, and I had an urge, and it was only like 8 o'clock when I fired it up, and I watched The Extended Fellowship of the Ring.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. It just, nice. it just felt right. It felt right to do cool. it. Yeah. And I had watched that not that long ago.
0: Okay. Did, I forgot. Did you mention, I know we talked several months ago about you feeling like you might finally be ready to dip your toes back in that yeah. water, but did that happen during the hiatus? Maybe you didn't tell me that you did it. Mm, I, I think it did happen during
1: the hiatus. Okay. Yeah. I think it was like a, I think it was like maybe the week. It might've been the week leading up to it. Maybe that's what put came in labor. It's like, <laughs> this will be <laughs> This will be less painful for her, I think. That's right. <laughs> wow. no, she didn't. Oh, okay, so you watched it with her? Uh, she fell asleep.
0: Okay, had she Which, watched them before?
1: No, she hasn't seen them. Did but you I watch this she didn't seem to be We were, ob- yeah, obviously we're watching extended. Okay. She didn't seem to dislike it. It was just you know she has a hard enough time staying away for a movie as it is,
0: so. let alone one well, that's nearly four hours. I guess. exactly. That.
1: Um,
0: How was your experience diving back good. in?
1: It was good. I was mostly uh, just. Completely captivated by watching that movie in 4K on an LG OLED, it was just bonkers. (laughs) Exactly the
0: same situation. Well, sorry, Samsung, but regardless, uh, exactly the same situation I was in. It's it's great to watch it in that
1: form. That that and I guess like over time, my sound system has like really calibrated nicely down here, and like everything like it was just a it it like I was. Do I prefer watching movies here to the theater? Like, everything was, like, perfect. There's some great bass in
0: that score, so...
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to moving on to the next one.
0: Okay. Me too. Um, I uh, I don't know when that'll happen. It might be next sure. week. It might be a month from now.
1: Who's yeah, to say? who knows? Who can say? Who can say? Cool. Uh, Mervyn? I watched the first two episodes oh. two,
0: night- two nights ago.
1: Oh, I watched the whole thing. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, the idea was... I was supposed to watch it with Gianna, and nah. she has just been not tractable the last several days, and I was like, I have to at least start watching it before we do the show. Yeah. So yeah. me and my mom watched it, and we watched the first two episodes.
1: So you got Conan and... Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I will say, uh, temper your expectations a bit, if you haven't already. I think the show is entertaining. It's, it's got fun. a lot of good laughs, but... It's
0: it's not great. It's fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that's fine. That's yeah. fine for what it what it is. I uh, I did surprisingly. Um, oh my god! Why can't I remember who else was in it? Ken Jong. Yeah. Henny Murphy. Yeah. Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Surprisingly, like I had no expectations going in. I I couldn't even place her. I was like, I know her name. Yeah. And I don't know what she's in. Uh, and I can't say that I've seen her in anything. Cat that I, what? <laughs> <she a> Catwoman. What? Is it Catwoman?
0: She was in the Catwoman movie with
1: Well, Halle Berry. I didn't see that, so I can't say I've seen her in anything. I
0: did. It's so goddamn awful.
1: I'm pretty sure that was one of Jesse's bad movie nights. Basic Instinct? See, I knew about the whole thing with her. That's her and, most famous role. Right, but I didn't see the movie. Okay. Uh that episode is maybe the best one. Really? Uh Like it's it becomes very clear that like one of these people that we have on as a guest is 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 serious about being an actor (laughs) and like I mean
0: listen of of all the people she's the by far the most accomplished
1: actor yeah and uh, like really gets into it like gives Willow not a run for his money who's the
0: last person the sixth person we named five of them
1: wait Ken Jeong.
0: Ken Jong, Sharon, Sharon Stone, Annie, Annie, Annie Murphy, Murphy, Conan, Marshawn. There's one more, and I'm I'm drawing up. Oh, Kumail.
1: Kumail, that one was funny too. I I think that he may have gotten Will Arnett to break the most. Okay. Which was, there because there's a there's a handful of things that he does that are particularly outlandish.
0: Of I was to say, of the first two, I think that Marshawn's episode was the most funny from start to finish. Yes. But I think I might have laughed the hardest at. Conan's conversation with the little girl at the magic show, <laughs> but he's explaining death to her. Yep, uh, that was
1: pretty good. And that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of funny. There's a lot of funny stuff to be had. I will say one of the uh, at the I like this the shtick that at the end they have to they have to say who the murderer was, yes. and then they have to explain their reasoning. Yes, in one of them, not going to give it away, but in one of them, the explanation is given. Uh, I saw this clue, that clue, and the other clue. And like, the chief comes in, and it's like, you are absolutely correct. Even if some of the things that you said were completely made up. <laughs> well, it's great, because they evaluate like what they did and
0: why they were right or wrong. Right. Uh, even I've seen that in the first two. One of them gets it right, one of them gets it wrong. And I won't yeah. say who's who. But I, 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 w- I didn't <laughs> expect that. I knew the whole thing was that the guests were supposed to guess who it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they were going to give it so specifically in a way that you actually as a viewer could because a lot of times in those like cop shows like you're just guessing based on some little thing and then they start like revealing all this evidence that they like never actually told you or showed you directly like they might be like oh we're going to analyze this for fingerprints and then they just at the time they're arresting the person like the fingerprints match this person it's like well like how is this I can't figure that out because you didn't show me in this case I didn't expect that in the first one. And then when they showed the recap at the end of the first one, I was like, oh, shit. I actually could have figured that out if same, I was paying attention. Same.
1: So after – So actually I figured it I out
0: the second one because once I figured out from the first one that you could actually follow it, I figured out the second one.
1: Yeah. What I, and I really enjoyed that because like, I was in the same boat as you. And once I realized like, that we're doing this, that's what the show became for me. It was like I'm going to have some laughs along the way, but I'm figuring each of these out. Yes. And I got them all until, that, until the end. But I was just like – it was a couple of them are maybe a little too obvious. Like you you only have to like be barely paying attention to get the them. first
0: one surprised me just because I didn't realize that they like, cause it ended up being such an obscure detail that absolutely was there and presented mm-hmm. in both like the initial crime scene and when the witnesses were, but like I was like, wow, that's really how it's going to be.
1: When he kept putting hot sauce on, on the sloppy jalapeño what is it? Sloppy jalapeno. Oh my
0: god! Yeah, the the, the sloppy jalapeno, whatever it was. <laughs> I was dying laughing every time. Every time Conan would try and talk to the waitress, Willard, that just keeps pouring more hot sauce on yeah, Conan's but food.
1: Like, but like, good on him. Like he was eating it. Like he was legit going for it. In you the can scene. see he was
0: in. Phys- it was like watching Hot Ones. He was in physical discomfort. Yeah, and unlike Hot Ones, like there's no compulsion for him to keep eating the food, and he keeps. But eating But he does the it food. anyway. Yeah. Also, there's some really random, like secondary and tertiary, like comedic actors and actresses in this show so far. Because in that scene, the waitress was the the girl who played Shanna Mulway Tweep in in Parks and Rec. Um, The first thing I ever saw was in the newsroom. She was one of the women. women. Yes, no, she played one of the women, one of like the waitresses who was receiving nudes from Anthony Weiner. In the second one. The three potential God, murderers. that one coming? <laughs> the three potential murderers are played. they triplets, identical triplets, played by that guy who's in all of those. Like,
1: I mean, it's on that guy's face in the Benagins.
0: <laughs> yes, he played Tevin, Tevin, whatever it was, which was perfect because I was watching it with my mom and I said was it two weeks ago, maybe that we had watched, uh, I I love Love you, You, man. And I was like, I was like, Oh mom, he's like, who's that guy? I was like, he was Tevin in, I love you, man. She goes, the guy with the frosted tips. Like, I was like, (laughs) yes, exactly. (laughs) But he's been, he was in the league. He was, uh, I forget what his character's name was in the league.
1: He He was a sexaholic.
0: He was a sexaholic who they opened the, the, like the fancy restaurant and winery. Right. And he ends up fucking the cheese when he yeah. fell off the wagon with a sex addiction.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um mm-hmm. that was they sold the three penis wine, right? In the yeah. in, at the, the restaurant. Um he was also in <laughs> he plays the cop in the other guys who reads through the crime scene report of his Prius after it's Defiled by Dirty Mike and the Boys, oh my God. <laughs> he's telling him everything that happened in the car. He's been in all those little like stupid comedic roles. Yeah, he's always got like a bit. Yeah,
1: i I wanted to see what else he was in. Um, What's her name? He in, in, in
0: this, in the first episode, the woman who's running, the woman who's a suspect, who's running the party, the M- mothers against magic association mama yeah the woman she was in the show with annie murphy the two of them are like two of the leads right um kevin can fuck himself
1: mm-hmm. it was funny never finished that.
0: that yeah i know we had talked about that around the time like when i had finished watching it or whatever there's gonna be a second season of that and that'll be the final season
1: Oh, okay i think uh, cool yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to you seeing the rest of it so that we can have a couple of goofs on. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm definitely going to watch the rest of it. It's just a question of, can yeah. I get it done by next week? Or we, two weeks we got now?
1: through it in two days. Like, we watched it that night, and then the next, I think the next night we finished it.
0: Yeah, um, Monday I watched two episodes, and then last night we were doing a little uh, Halo action. Nice. Uh, a little more Halo 2. We're about two-thirds of the way through the, the game. Um, cool. I noticed something, so we, we tried to play a little bit more on the... Um, the remastered edition of it, because um, some of it is really pretty gorgeous. But I, I encountered something that was not gorgeous, and that was the prophets have human
1: teeth. Yeah,
0: I didn't like that. It made me uncomfortable. Yeah, it reminded I me of being that first. That myself. It reminded me of that first imagery that came out of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, where the yep. the teeth were too humanoid.
1: You know, it's funny. They you look at those pictures side by side, and it's like, oh my god, how did the first one get as far as it did? Of what? The Sonic side by side. Oh, yeah. But
2: it's bad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool, man. What else are you consuming?
2: Um That's all I have, actually.
1: I dipped my toe into the Guardians of the Galaxy game, and so far, very entertaining.
0: I've heard really good things about it.
1: Great, great dialogue. Well structured in like in delivering it throughout the gameplay. Okay. Where it's like you can you can pay attention and have some chuckles while you're playing without like feeling like you have to stop and listen to it because you might trigger the next thing. I feel like I may have cut things off once or twice because I was moving too fast, which bothered me. But all in all, it's been pretty good.
0: Um, how was the actual gameplay? Because so many of those games, I feel like I, whenever I see trailers or like clips from it, I'm not intrigued by the, the gameplay. Is it good?
1: Yeah, so far so good. I mean, I've only um, I've only used so far Peter. Drax not Peter, not Drax. Peter, um, Rocket and Groot, and each of them only has one of their abilities. Like, I guess I don't know how it unlocks. I don't know if it's like a progression thing as you go through the game or whatnot, but it's actually pretty fluid in like pulling up the wheel and being like, Groot, do some crowd control. It's like you like pull up the wheel and then like one of the buttons, like like you basically tap into a section and then tap in, like you ta- pull up the wheel, tap into the character, and then you could hit one of the same buttons to like pick one of their moves to do, mm. and like you're basically giving a command to them while you're still controlling Peter.
0: So that's similar to the well, Mass Effect has a light version of that, but Dragon Age has a more expansive version of that. I'm, I know there's other games that do that
1: but sort of. Thing. It got it. I it was it felt so intuitive that after. After getting acquainted with it at first, I was able to be like, okay, like I'm fighting, fighting, fighting. I want some crowd control, I was like tap, 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 because I knew exactly what buttons to hit for that one to happen. Okay, and I think because there's the way that it's mapped, I think it's easy to memorize. So you could like rapidly do it and like feel like you're not breaking stride in the game. That's good. I,
0: I, I, I always like that. Liked the I always like when you have like the option of can I do this super quick and intuitively, or can I stop and really drill down into what I'm gonna do to deploy here depending on whatever like encounter you've come on and i like when you have a system that's pretty seamless to do it both different ways where i can really pause and and give really explicit commands Mm -hmm. across the battlefield or can i hit two buttons and they're gonna go off and do their thing and i can focus what i'm doing
1: and that's what it does like you hold the button and it slows everything down by like 70 percent so oh, so can, it
0: doesn't come to a full stop because that's
1: it doesn't. But that it what it was interesting. That is an option in the difficulty settings. So you could pick one of the difficulty settings in the beginning, but you could then manually tweak parts of it, and you could increase. What that does? I don't. I didn't check to see how far you can go. You might be able to go full stop with it, okay. but you could s- tell it how long to. Because it
0: almost feels like a bit of a cheat code at times in the BioWare games, where you can literally give <laughs> time to pause while you try and figure out exactly line up perfectly what you want to do.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Is that but, uh, is that an Xbox or a PlayStation or both?
1: I have it on PlayStation, but it's on both.
0: Okay, I wasn't sure because I know sometimes those games have come out as a console I think
1: I, I think it's on both now oh, you got me second guessing
0: that might be one that i would actually be willing to check out because i've i've generally heard
1: pretty great things about that game um yes it's on it's on both. interesting i got it on i had a gift card so i picked it up while it was on sale nice which is nice cool man anything else you're consuming
0: i don't think so i think that was all the major stuff
1: how are you feeling? We're, we're, we're at an hour and 40 minutes. Do you want to go fun and games? Do you want to dive into the movie?
0: I feel like our movie talk's not going to be super long for this one. I have a movie ready to go.
1: All right. Well, if you have it, we might as well give it a go. Okay. It's. I was going to just say, is it my turn? But obviously, based on that conversation, it is my turn.
0: I was 99% sure that it was my turn to pick a movie.
1: <laughs> it, yeah. Uh Okay. Ready? Uh, yes. This... Would you call this movie an ensemble movie? Out of the gate. (laughs) Off to a great start.
0: (laughs) This one is actually tough in a way that most of the movies we've done... I would say... No. Okay. But I will say... There's a... There's a bunch of people in this movie, but I wouldn't call it an ensemble movie. Okay,
1: I feel like it's. I feel like that's good because, like, I feel like we're on like a slightly different sides of this one. Where if like if you say no, I would probably definitely say no. Whereas if you say yes, I might still say no. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. if you're saying no, then it's probably not.
0: You'll understand why I have the slightest. I'm going to say no, like pretty confidently. But like, there's like a kind of a big roster of characters, but there's really. It focuses on what I would we we have always defined as like the one to three type of okay. like major characters.
1: Is this movie is this movie a sequel or does it have sequels? No, you got a one off. Uh, is it? And I I realized I think in the past like the way that we phrase this we probably could have just changed it up. Is it an original screenplay based on our Oscars talk versus trying to like is it based on a blah blah blah? No, it's an original screenplay. It's original screenplay. Cool. Uh, Is it? Is it or was it an Oscars contender?
0: Let me just uh, verify. Okay, it was nominated for Oscars, but you got to define for me what threshold of Oscar nominee that you're willing to
1: go with. (laughs) Did we discuss the like uh, we uh, one of the categories that we covered? We did. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for answering it that way, because it's probably music then.
0: (laughs) I I cannot say without you further asking. I'm just going to say it was nominated for more than one Oscar. I won't say how many. Okay. And I will give you this one last thing. Mm -hmm. One of the more than one was for one of the major Oscar categories. Okay. But depending on how you define that, that's fine. I don't know that that's it's fine. necessarily going to be Oscar, helpful. It to you. showed up.
1: It showed up in Oscar season. It's fine. Like I feel like that's good enough. Even if it was like a lower one that we don't really consider. I,
0: and also, I will. Um, I will further say, it was only nominated.
1: It didn't win any Oscars. Okay. Cool. Uh, we have an original, non-ensemble Oscar nominee worthy. And that's all the information I have right now. Uh, Wait, wasn't there? Right?
0: Was that was that it? it? Was only three? I thought it was four.
1: Sorry, you said I don't
2: remember.
0: Oscar nominee ensemble.
1: Oh, one off. Yes, one off. That's it. Um. Okay. And did the movie come out in the last ten years?
2: No. That's five. Last twenty years? No. Okay. Um. Is there, is there some war in this movie? No. Damn. Um,
1: is it... Did it take place... Um, was it contemporary with the time it was released? No. Okay. Interesting. Great. Now I feel like... Um, did it take place in the past? Yes. Okay. All right. So we've got an original movie from the past, up for Oscars. No war. Uh, non-ensemble. No sequels. Uh, Did it come out in the last 30 years? No. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) That was 10. Alright. Um, man. It takes place in the past. Yes. Are we talking medieval times?
0: No. It was a weirdly specific question. I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. I was just, I was, I was surprised.
2: Sure.
0: Considering how many times we go down similar paths to try and winnow out swaths of the thing, I, I was, I was curious to see a new question enter the fold.
1: Does it take place in America? Yes. Is it Western? Yes. Okay. I don't really know <laughs> <laughs> many, many <laughs> westerns. <laughs> I know of them.
0: <laughs> it's interesting also that you kind of like because it could have been like well I guess you asked about war so I guess it wouldn't have been a revolutionary war but it could have been you know, the Scarlet Letter or whatever. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, is this like a, um, like a John Wayne movie? No. Clint
2: Eastwood? No. That's 15.
1: Um, I'm really not... Don't know a lot of western movies. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Val Kilmer in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) No. Damn. (laughs)
2: Uh, I was 16.
1: um, I'm struggling big time. Specifically because we are in a genre that I'm just not familiar with.
0: I uh, I didn't consider your familiarity with the genre
1: before I picked
0: the movie. I'm sorry. That's okay.
1: I um. You want to ask about like Charles Bronson
0: or James Coburn or any other Western stars?
1: You know what? Uh, The reason I was asking specific names is no.
0: You could listen. A huge swath of those movies are covered by John Wayne and Clint Eastwood. There's no question about those. Those that was a good way to.
1: I thought there were some that I could have at least guessed.
0: Yeah. No. No. Those were especially like John Wayne. Like that. Those are those are great questions. I yeah, I'm I'm more twisting the knife when I'm <laughs> making jokes about
2: <laughs> Bronson and Coburn.
1: <laughs> um was this movie rebooted? No. Damn. I it's guess really I good. probably would have I feel like you would have had a, a harder time with the uh sequel question if that were the case.
0: No, because it's not a sequel, it's a reboot. Mm. Say the Magnificent 7, which was rebooted sure. starring James Coburn and Charles Bronson in the original one. Um, that was rebooted, but it's, it's not either one of those. I'll say that because it's, it hasn't been rebooted.
1: I'm trying to think if like I have, if like I would have seen, if there's one that like, I mean, if it's up, if it was up for Oscars.
0: There was a lot of Western movies that have been up for Oscars. I'll just say that. It's a lot of super famous Oscar, uh, Oscar movies, Western movies.
1: Yeah. I guess, um. This is a silly throwaway one because I don't know what to. It, would I like is it. Re- is it very likely that I know the name of this movie? Like that.
0: <laughs> yes. Like I said, there's a lot of super famous Western movies. You have one question and one guess. I'd also be really curious to see what level of the audience has gotten this or has anywhere any chance of getting it based on the questions you've asked. Mm. At this point, it's. I, I would. Well, be, it sounds would, like I've ruled out a
1: lot of westerns. A lot of them. Yeah, that's great. Um, stupid ones keep coming into my head, but I'm pretty sure that they're like names, like names I recognize. But I feel like, like, of westerns, but I feel like they've already been ruled out by the actor questions I've asked. Okay. Um, uh, is this movie known to have influenced The Mandalorian?
0: I would be very surprised if that was the case. So I'm going to say no, to 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 go further to rule one very specific movie out. I saw a lot of references to Rio Bravo in this last episode. <laughs> like I didn't see it. I'm not an expert on it. I'm saying I like in reviews of this week's episode, I saw a lot of references to Rio Bravo. That's not the answer.
1: Oh, oh 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 oh! I'm I, really I, like I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, that that was the the point I was making. Is yeah. Now that I've answered that question, I can feel safe in saying that. I saw a lot of references. I know I've seen that movie, but I they all blur together to me at a certain point, so. So you're up to a guess here.
1: Hmm. Um, I can't even pull a name. Pick a name, any name. <laughs> How many years did I go back and say? Uh, you
0: went up to 30. Which actually does make it tougher for you, because if it had been in recent years, it would have been less likely to be a, an Eastwood or Wayne one. There's a bunch of movies you could have chosen from, but not like an obscene amount of movies to choose
2: from.
1: What was that movie? Oh, shit. Hang on. I'm sitting here. I got oh, a man. Of the world. Was that a western? Oh, man. Uh, uh, i uh... I've got, I've got the name of a movie on the tip of my tongue, and I'm gonna be embarrassed because I don't even know if it's a western. Okay. I'm also curious if I'm... What the hell was the one? Now I can't think of what the name of this movie is.
0: Well, it doesn't. It doesn't count as a guess until you actually get to it. So, describe it. See if you're talking it out helps you get to the, the name of the movie. It's like a. I mostly just don't want to leave the audience with silence, but a, sometimes I find talking it out helps. Yeah,
1: I, the silence gets clipped automatically anyway. Okay. Which is nice. Um, hang on, hang on. I'm close. Uh, what is the name? Is uh, dances with Wolves
0: okay is that your guess yeah is that yeah. a western it is a western it's okay. not the answer all right you're gonna be so mad but I tell you what the answer is what is it it's Blazing Saddles wow it's a
1: comedy you never even <laughs> went down the comedy no radical. I didn't I didn't that's really oh what was it up for uh actually
0: what's her name was nominated for supporting actress Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn was nominated for supporting actress, wow, best film editing, and also best music
1: original song for *Blazing Saddles*. He wrote a blazing saddle,
0: but I would have, <laughs> I would have really kind of.
1: <laughs> I would
0: have said no if it was just song and editing, but her supporting yeah, actress. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's good. That's good. A, a major role.
1: It didn't you know. even cross my mind. I got so. Well,
0: I was surprised when I well about the Oscar thing. I was I had no idea she was nominated. I think that's hilarious. That she was nominated because she is
1: great i just wouldn't have thought that she would have been i I would say ultimately that question definitely is what steered me in the more dramatic sure and i i I felt bad that you asked it honestly
0: because i was like fuck i didn't even consider that this could have possibly been nominated for Oscars other than like stupid like costume design or something like that that's funny I, I thought That's you would I had a I thought there was a decent chance you might get this one if you got on the right bend when you got yeah. to Western pretty early I was like oh shit he might get this one yeah. because it's kind of an obscure as far as like genre type of stuff but like also like very present for us because I know you love the movie, I love the movie.
1: But you know what's Dep- funny is just before I asked, is it a Western? I almost asked is it a drama? And I thought I was gonna be wasting a question because we had talked about the Oscar thing. So that really would have I then again, if I had asked that, I don't know if I would have circled back to Western.
0: Probably not, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> there are lots of dead ends. And also, you <laughs> can
0: understand, like, I mean, I would say that Cleavon Little and Gene Wilder are the leads of this movie, but you could kind of sort of yeah. make an argument for Harvey Corman and Mel Brooks and Madeline Kahn and... Alex Karras. I, I, I wouldn't ensemble. so. I,
1: I'm with you on. on okay, their, so their, I'm glad that you
0: were like we're of the same mind of that. Where you didn't feel led astray. Where no, like, not, not at all. Like they, they are kind of like an ensemble and like a traveling like, like, company type of way. But like in this movie, it's really the two of them are the leads. Yeah. And like if you want to make an argument of the thirdly lead being Harvey Korman, fine. But like it's really the two of them.
1: Whip, whip, stir. <laughs> whip, whip, stir. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, with that, let us get into our flick of the week. Nobody, released in 2021, rated R, with an hour and 32 minute runtime. Your IMDb synopsis. A docile family man slowly reveals his true character after his house gets burgled by two petty thieves, which coincidentally leads him into a bloody war with a Russian crime boss. Great, great synopsis. Yeah, exactly what happens. Uh, (laughs) Al, why don't you give me your hot take?
0: Sure. Let me just bring up my notes. Part taken, part John Wick, part slapstick dark comedy. This movie is fun. Where else can you see old ass Christopher Lloyd shotgunning henchmen? Uh, 7.5 out of 10.
1: (laughs) I, uh, uh, what's it called? I, it's funny. I, I made some jokes to you like beforehand about my rating. It wasn't my legitimate one. It was like the more in the moment take, but, um, my hot take. Vince Gilligan presents John Wick 4, Home Alone.
0: Yeah. okay. Uh, eight <laughs> you know, of, actually, 8 <laughs> out of 10. 8 out of 10. I, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to add a, a thing to the score. Yeah, no. It's funny because while I was watching the end of that movie, for sure, I was like, man, this is what a kid who grew up watching Home Alone would make a movie about.
1: I, I mean, this I, is adult Home Alone. It's, I would it's like have been the final... totally on board if it was like we find out that his actual name is Kevin McAllister, and like this is just <laughs> that was his name before he went into witness protection, or <laughs> what was he? Uh, what was his job again? Was it an adjuster? What what they call him? It was an adjuster, or an auditor. I forget. auditor. I think it was auditor. Auditor, and it got me thinking. I was like, man, like I can you can draw a, like a line through like all of these movies that this is is, like, cheekily referencing, like, The Accountant, and, like, and and Home Alone, and and John, like, and and... taking all of them, it's just, like, but, like, it does it in such a way that it's, like, I don't understand why, but it feels original.
0: Yeah, even though it's kind of a Frankenstein's monster of so many other different things, Mm -hmm. the finished product feels not quite like any other one specific thing I've seen.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. You know what's crazy, too? Bob Odenkirk pulling off, like, tough guy. Like,
0: Yeah, I mean, what when I saw the trailer for this movie, I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, Liam Neeson's, like, old, but he's huge. And, like, Keanu Reeves, we know, has extensive martial arts training. And, like, yeah, even though he's a little bit past his prime, he can do the moves in right. a, like, believable fashion. Bob Odenkirk's like... 5'5", five, five and one hundred and thirty five pounds and fifty five and just had a heart attack. Yeah, I, I don't buy him beating the shit out of a series of henchmen, let alone any one person. But somehow they managed. To somehow they
1: pull it off. And I he he does look pretty fit in the movie.
0: Yeah, he definitely doesn't look like De Niro in The Irishman, where it's like that's clearly an eighty year old's body.
1: You're right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm
0: sure it was great editing and stunt work, but still.
1: Yeah. I uh, I love the concept of like, so he's gotten himself into this mundane routine. Um, that opening, like, the movie's very artsy.
0: You know, I forgot that it's also one part uh, Shaun of the Dead.
1: I was going to say one part Baby Driver because there was a couple Both of. Both Edgar Wright yeah, so, movies. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, because
0: well, I was thinking specifically the mundanity of his routine. Monday, Tuesday,
1: Wednesday. Yeah, it was almost like taken right out of the like scene for scene.
0: Yeah, reminded me of like Simon Pegg like preparing for his day in Shaun of the Dead, where he's like blearily walking to a dead end job,
1: right? And it's and it. I like the idea that like the character subconsciously he's over it, but like what he's portraying on the surface, like throughout it, is that he's he's actually happy with this because it's that bit of stability. And like, he's kind of gotten out of that, that life. Um,
0: Well, it's, it's the part of he's so over the professional part of his life, mm -hmm. but he's willing to put up with it because he's so happy with the personal part of his life until we find there's even a crack or two there. And that's as much as the on-screen stuff that tips off, Why he needs to break out of this mold? We can see that that's really the match is lit by some of the stuff in his personal life, a la, you know, the the literal wall between him and his wife when they're in bed, yeah, and some of the faux like family interaction where like it feels so light and fake. Mm -hmm. Did you? You know, we were talking about Scrubs earlier. Did you see? Because you're in the fourth season. The third season ends with J.D. trying to get Elliot and then breaking her heart, right?
1: I think so. That sounds familiar. We picked did, it back up in the fourth season, so there was like a...
0: Did you get to the part where the two of them decide to become friends again, but they become friends by being the most fake and on the surface friends possible? They don't talk about anything real.
1: I think so. I think like I'm- that already happened.
0: Okay, because for a while after that happens at the end of the third season, the two of them really butt heads for a while while they're both going for the same residency director. Yes, right
1: now they're co-residents, though.
0: Okay, so you haven't gotten to the point where I'm talking about yet, because they have to break down that part where they're no longer actively sabotaging and fighting each other?
1: They're not right now.
0: Okay. But there was a handful of episodes where they're really, really butting heads, and they start to but i think so maybe it's the maybe it might be the beginning of the 5th season then where the two of them like bury the hatchet and they become friends again but it's so like cotton candy bubblegum pop like bullshit friendship gotcha. and eventually they call themselves and each other out on it it's like okay. we we haven't had a real conversation yeah. in like 3 years we all act like we act like we're best friends but we don't talk about anything it's just the most cursory and trivial and surface level <laughs> friendship. This is like shitty for both of us.
1: And that's, that's him and his, that's
0: family. his, him and his wife. And he realizes, Oh, oh wait, family. no, no. Like, uh, well, him, yeah, him and his family in general, I guess, but like specifically his wife. Cause like they all seem happy ish. And it's like, they've had happiness and they could still have it. This isn't like a lost broken marriage, but it's heading that way. If something doesn't change. Yeah. And that's kind of the match that sparks him getting into an actual altercation that affects his professional life that obviously affects his personal life as well.
1: Yeah. I I do love the way that it all unfolds because like yeah, like you're saying like the the cracks are showing. He's looking at that point he is now looking actively for like the thing that's going to let him mm-hmm. go into it, right? And then sure enough like like you know, whether it be like divine intervention or not, like they they break into his house. There's this he lets the the um the mugger go. And <clears throat> the son thinks he's a little bitch because of it and how it all goes down. But you know, cause you've seen the trailers that that's not the case. And <laughs> you're just like, how is it going to play out? I love the idea that that's all in like the first act of the movie, which is just, the thing that leads into what ends up being the actual main part of the movie, which is completely avoidable.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's, it's almost like the most extensive prologue that's ever existed.
1: Right. Because like ultimately like the first act, like it wraps up, it's got actually a pretty strong beginning, middle and end. Like he, it's almost like the characters, like I have said, like I'm in this life because I want it. It's like something about, I feel like I, I'm being pulled back to that old life. Uh, gets a taste of it. Almost goes too far. Realizes, you know what? Maybe I am good. But that's not where his character goes. His character is like, I still want somebody to try and hit me.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, because I think eventually, right, he realizes, why can't I have my cake and eat it too? Now, mm-hmm. I we flirt with, well, there's a downside. There's why you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like, Because your family and your house and your livelihood end up at a risk. The funny thing is, this movie doesn't actually, in in any way, shape, or form, interrogate what those consequences look like. Yeah. Because in the end, he gets everything he wants and he wins and everyone walks away okay. Like, sure, there's a bullet wound here and there, but everyone's alive.
2: Yeah.
1: And
0: he's, I guess, got a new business? Because he bought it with his gold bricks?
1: I think ultimately he doesn't need the business.
0: Sure, but they end up buying a new house that's nicer than the house they were in.
1: Oh, but I I assume that's from. I think he just. It's more about his stash that he still has, like some. I don't think he gave them all of it.
0: Sure, but that that tends to run out of eventually sure. so like he's gonna have some way to continue well, to make money at some point
1: i was curious by the end like jumping to the to the very end and the phone call that he got like is he did he is he going back to his life
0: yeah i mean i guess he's probably gone back to adjuster my, my to an adjuster or, or auditor or whatever of, yeah of some point my point is like if this was a spider-man movie right like the kids die or something mm. and they don't
1: no, well, no not
0: and that I'm, and that's, not I, that I'm advocating on behalf of the death of minors but like
1: No I I kind of like that right like it's it was almost refreshing it's like in a like I feel like everything needs to make a statement and everything needs to be dark today whereas like this is like we're like it's not a it's not a light topic but we're going to have fun with it all the way through ultimately there's yeah like there's no there's no repercussions for his actions
0: which is crazy cuz like if you take like a, a taken uh uh-huh. like you gotta imagine, like, yeah, sure, he gets home, and, like, the wife and the daughter are okay, and that's fine. I've never yeah. actually seen all of the second and third one. I'm pretty sure the wife dies in the third one. Um, but you have to imagine his daughter's got some sort of PTSD after that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, also, her, like, her friend died? Yeah. So, like, there were repercussions and,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like, consequences in whatever shape or form. John Wick, his dog gets executed. Okay. Like, this is real harsh, brutal consequences and we have to deal with those things and like yeah he gets revenge but it brings it back and perpetuates the cycle of revenge and like so this is obviously like aimed at more comedy yeah and so you have to expect that there's going to be a more happy ending but like i guess i'm a little surprised like take something like the movie red Mm -hmm. right like we have fun it's tongue-in-cheek it's there's some darkness but people die at the end of the first one spoiler alert morgan freeman is no longer among the living in the movie like, there is a consequence, even if they all end up going to have some more fun on the next adventure after that, right? Like, there was some stakes. This one mm-hmm. ultimately had no stakes. Like, everything came out aces.
1: Right. I, but, which is funny that you say that, because, like, all, like in my mind, there was no shot that his brother was making it out alive. Like, I, I it was clearly going to be, like, in the end, we're going to wrap this up, but ultimately, it'll be an eye for an eye type of thing. Like,
2: a also, bad guy's you-
1: brother died. Your brother's gonna die, and then like or dad or, I, but then, or dad. But then it got to yeah. Then then when well, when Christopher like I fully expected his brother to show up, but when Christopher Lloyd kicks the door open, I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, well, because like it would have been kind of I guess to a certain extent perfect, right? If Christopher Lloyd sacrificed himself for his two sons, absolutely, absolutely, to to live on and and win the day. Also, could you pick two less likely brothers than no. Bob Bodenkirk and RZA? No. I love it, though. I absolutely love it. <laughs> oh, not an objection to a criticism? I just... Because I didn't recognize the voice, and when he shows up, I was just like, what?
1: <laughs> well, the only reason I knew... It, I, I've I've gotten into the habit of paying like real close attention to opening credits these days. Was there so, opening credits in this one? Yeah. There has to I be. I actually don't think I paid attention to that.
0: I'm going to give a full disclosure. I fell asleep about halfway through this movie. mm Woke up the next morning and put the second half of the movie back on and watched it. Yeah. So I saw the whole movie, retained all of the information, more or less, at that point. But, like, mm. was exhausted, watched it Friday night after work. Fell, like, hard asleep after he gets thrown in the trunk. Can we... He...
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, he opens... First off, he he checks to see... Okay, can I get out of the trunk? No, we're moving a little too fast. So my solution (laughs) is to wreck the vehicle so that it comes to a stop, and then I can get out of the
0: car. I have a question, and maybe because you own a Tesla, you're a special case from everyone else. But do most cars come with a standard fire extinguisher in the trunk?
1: Because he he pulled that out of like where, as if he knew.
0: Yeah, he pulled that out of like you know where every car has a compartment where like the jack is, so you can change a tire. Yeah. I don't. Uh, every car comes standard with a spare tire and a jack. Not every car comes standard with a uh, fire extinguisher. Yeah. He reached into the fire extinguisher compartment, like,
2: like yeah.
0: he reached into that area with confidence, knowing that a fire extinguisher. It was definitely be. made me go. Has that been in all of my cars? <laughs> no, it hasn't, and that's what I'm saying. Maybe a Tesla is different because so many of them have caught fire, but like most cars don't come with
2: fire. Yeah, extinguishers.
1: no. There's a uh, that and maybe it's just a known thing with that type of vehicle. I Cadillacs? No I don't know. Maybe they have it. Was it a Cadillac? Or... Wasn't it? I don't know. It may have been. Let's look, let's, let's see if we can get to the bottom of this. Do Cadillacs have... Fire extinguishers. Do Cadillacs have fire extinguishers?
0: I think it was a Cadillac CTS, but I'm not 100%
1: sure. Where do you guys think the best place to mount a fire extinguisher? What? Does every car have a fire extinguisher? Is the... Every motor vehicle or combination of vehicles, except those otherwise specified below, shall be equipped with one fully charged fire extinguisher, having at least a 4BC rating.
0: What? No, that's a lie.
1: What is this?
0: Where is that, in Denmark?
1: Cal Code Reds.
0: Okay, maybe in California, but it, in, it, oh. in I've owned three different cars in the state of New York. None of them have come with a fire extinguisher.
1: I really think this is funny. So if this is a, if this is a law in California, I feel like people in California watched the movie and didn't bat an eye. <laughs> whereas we're like, what in the hell?
0: And I, I'm not saying they shouldn't come with it. They probably should. It's I'm like, just it saying has that a fire I've owned...
1: extinguisher that also causes cancer. Well, <laughs> no. Uh, I'm
0: just saying whether or not I think that we should have one in our car, and I think we should. None of my cars has come with a complimentary fire extinguisher.
1: I'm really, I'm really fascinated by this. Does it say, "Wow"? All right, cool. Cal code regs tit thirteen sig 1242. <laughs> tit thirteen really <laughs> <laughs> tit thirteen. Fire extinguishes.
0: Oh my god, that's amazing! I, I totally forgot to add this into the news and notes thing. Adidas put out a tweet today with just a bunch of tits in it. Oh, it's a. It was to promote a new line of sports bras. But these weren't tits in sports bras. They were just straight-up honest-to-god tits. Fascinating. The point of it was that we make a bra for women of all shapes and sizes, which is a fantastic True. message. Right. I didn't think you could Not do that proven on by Not by the,
1: <laughs> by the, the uh, pictures that you posted. I didn't
0: think you could do that on Twitter anymore because, like, five years ago, Twitter and all the social media companies went on, like, a massive crackdown of, like, basically all nudity. Huh. like, being,
1: like, publicly displayed. And... And I'm Tits. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm sorry. I I had forgotten to mention this before, and I would have continued to forget, forget it if you hadn't said TIT13, and it reminded me, oh my god, like, six hours ago, I just stumbled, retweeted onto my timeline a time a tweet from the Adidas main Twitter account verified of just a bunch of torsos of women with their tits exposed. And I was like, what? Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it was fascinating because it was presented in like a totally non-sexual way. Yeah. Totally anatomical way. And I was like, what is happening?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's why are Adidas's tits on my timeline? It's
2: <laughs>
1: <that's> great. Uh, <laughs> circling back to fire <laughs> cigarettes in the car. He, one of the things that I, you were, it's funny, we were confused by two very different things in that scene. Mm-hmm. You were confused by the fact that there was a fire extinguisher in the car. And I but he confused. seemed
0: to know it was there!
1: I was confused by the fact that I'm pretty sure in the next scene, he folds the car seat down where somebody is sitting. And Yes, he
0: he's <laughs> manages to unfold the middle seat cut out of a car, which many cars have. Yeah. Especially sedans. But there's a person sitting in front of it.
1: Right. And he folds that you know, person in half.
0: I don't... Listen, I am incredibly strong for the average person. And I couldn't do what he did.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: And I weigh literally twice as much as Bob Odenkirk. I'm not even exaggerating. That's in no way hyperbolic. <laughs> <laughs> Within a margin of error of about 5%, I am literally twice the size of Excellent. Bob Odenkirk. And I couldn't do what he did from that position in that way.
1: I, I also like that as writers, they realize that we got to pepper in some backstory. We're going to have to do some exposition, but let's, let's do it in this, in a comical way of like, start telling the story. And then the character you're telling it to dies of boredom <laughs> Well, and, and, you know, a car seat in its in, in middle.
0: Also in that scene, cause I, I can't let this go. Cause I just remembered it now as we're talking about this scene, loved it. it was incredibly inventive. His use, his deployment of the um, fire extinguisher, right? there great. of the tit 13 (laughs) issued
1: the tit 13 device
0: (laughs) computer please activate the tit 13 device um for a movie that we were just kind of lauding some the editing of earlier with the montage of his mundane daily routine and there's some other scenes that are edited quite well and directed quite well choreographed quite well that crash scene Mm -hmm. they crash into a light post They cut, Uh they come back, and the car is just like flipping down the road. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the most objectively, hilariously shot and edited scenes ever. What happens prior to the cut and what happens after the cut are in no way, shape, or form connected by any form of physics. So, even in movie dumb, that makes any sense.
1: I completely agree.
0: It looks like, you know what? The best parallel I can think of it for just for like sheer absurdity, it's when in Anchorman, when Jack Black grabs a real-life dog and and, they cut, yeah. and they, he has punted a stuffed animal. Yep. That's what the best analog to the scene
1: That's is. fair. I will say, though, there is something interesting about it uh, in the context of the rest of the movie in that it starts off relatively grounded. And from that moment on, it gets more and more absurd. Yeah, they and, took a dial
0: that's at zero. Yeah. And they slowly turn it to eleven they, over the course
1: of the movie. And but they do it, I mean, and I think they do it like very fluidly, and it's just like, okay, it's time to one up the previous scene. And they keep doing that throughout. And I think they I think that is I, I believe that was very intentional. Sure.
0: I at least I hope it was, because it's a car that's driving, hits a pole, comes to a stop, cut. When they come out of the cut, there is no motion on screen and nothing is happening. It's clearly post crash,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and now the car is doing cartwheels down the street.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like I just, yeah. I but don't understand what's going on. <laughs> I, I just like to think about it though, like in the context of everything else. Like that happens like, the way that it's breaking down, and uh, he like you are go and go and go and go and go and going. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Surely, the Home Alone trap house is going to be the end-all, be-all of this ridiculousness that we're doing. And then he runs at a guy with a bulletproof piece of glass and a claymore mine.
0: <laughs> I feel like a movie titled Home Alone Trap House would be wildly different than what you're describing. <laughs> 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 that, uh... That, That's that phrase... That, <laughs> that phrase you just uttered is not exactly... I don't think that means what you think it does. <laughs>
1: Uh, (laughs) to their jeans and (laughs) cock socks.
2: This episode has been wild.
1: (laughs) But uh, circling back for a moment, Christopher Lloyd. Absolutely uncle festering it when (laughs) he has the sawed-off shotgun under his blanket and he has this ridiculous grin on his face while he kills the two people in his room
0: fantastic also a clear shot for shot ripoff of morgan freeman killing the guy in red when he's in the nursing home sure yeah.
1: Sure. um a very I, I love it i absolutely love it i like when they uh at the end after they've gone you know they're out of ammo and uh i'm gonna say bob because i can't remember his name in the movie hutch hutch goes are you out and his brother's like yeah i'm out and they look to his dad he's like yeah, and he like shows that he has a shotgun that holds two bullets. He's like, "Yeah, I'm out." <laughs> well, so didn't he have multiple shotguns? I think he had two. It was at least two. Right? Yeah, it's not I, three. I don't know, but he he was having a grand old time. I also they the the choice to go slow mo and bring the, the bring the music up. That's like the very Edgar Wrighty baby driver stuff that I was talking about. Like when we do it in the bus, it was great, and then when we re, when we revisit it in the in the in the free fire moment. It's also pretty great. The
0: Free Fire it, the, I actually did think of Free Fire during that whole fight too. So, and it's added to the list
1: of things that this movie is.
0: Yes. Um we are now up to about six different movies. Yeah. <laughs> um also I I gotta say, it was incredibly inventive using like the bulletproof glass yeah. in the finale, along with the Chekhov's Claymore Mine. Yeah, which we that needed was, to see go off at some point. That was
1: awesome too. Like and it and it it explodes in such spectacular fashion.
0: Honestly, I can't believe I'm saying this for a movie that did so many things. Up to eleven, they undersold the devastation a Claymore mine would do on a person from five feet away. Mm. I I don't think it would be recognizable as a human torso. Sure, if it had gone off from that point, I think it would have been literally turned into eviscerated meat. Min-
1: yeah, I think you might be right on that one. Um.
0: They use those things like outside of like embassies and bases. They're meant to like take out like. 20 people. Everything. He used it on one person from like 5 feet away. That person shouldn't exist from the waist
2: up.
1: Yeah. I will say that moment when the psycho Russian guy is singing and they pan down and you see Bob Odenkirk sitting there eating his steak dinner. That was pretty good. Uh, what a shot.
0: Also, to, to, to rip off another Edgar Wright scene, it reminded me of something from Scott Pilgrim. Just, I'm thinking of like during. I'm thinking of um, the the first Evil X that that they that he fights when they're having the concert and Matthew Patel shows up. So sad. When when (laughs) when uh, he's trying to come to terms with the whole Evil X thing because he only skimmed the email Mm -hmm. and he turned both of them turned to look up at Mary Elizabeth Winstead and the camera zooms in and the whole room is dark and they put the spotlight yeah. over her. It reminds me like exactly of this scene where it's like, he's like sitting that. there eating, watching this, this song, everything stops and it just zooms in and focuses on him sitting there, which is great in like the macro, but also reminds me of again, like that sort of thing. I, I really did enjoy that. Like the balls of him sitting there for that is, is pretty unfathomable, but it, it, it leads to a great, seen ultimately. Yeah. Uh, and then only I,
1: only to be like topped by like when he remove when he moves the the napkin over and he's got which, the flavor on the table.
0: To rip off another movie was big Dark Knight vibes. Let's not blow yeah. things ah, out of ah, proportion. Ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you think you could just take all of our money?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so matter of fact. <laughs> Oh,
0: man. But I, I really enjoyed his montage. Oh, like, intercut with, like, the Russian han- uh, boss, like, singing. It was him knocking down the thing with, was it the Obdok or whatever it was? Yeah. The ob- uh, you know, the, he's, like, knocking down that whole, like, establishment. It Like, intercut with, with uh, the mob boss singing. And he's, like, just taking down all these guys. And mm-hmm. he's blowing everything up. And he does the whole thing with him pouring... The the fuel into the fire. It was a really clever way to. I like that. Yeah, I loved that. Probably a little overly dramatic, but pretty great. <laughs> pouring that into the the emergency like fire like system and then lighting it on fire. Yeah. And him dropping the one salvage scorched bunch of hundred dollar bills to drop on the table in that whole scene was like a great mic drop moment.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 then just to just to mirror the sequence in the beginning when he's on the bus. I like that he's in the car and his fingers are crossed. And he's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> like, I really, really want you to come after me. I really, I really need to take you to Home Alone <laughs>
0: It's the name of my rap group.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, uh.
0: It's great, too, because like any other human in, in that situation would be praying that they don't follow him. And he's clearly right. praying that they do. And also, when, when he's walking across, the, like he's holding the Claymore Mind and no one can shoot him because it's mutually assured destruction, right? Mm-hmm. And then he walks out the front door, turns around. Yeah. And walks across a very long, wide intersection. And it's like, at any point, one of them could just shoot you in the back. Right. And you have no recourse
1: at this point. Please don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's just a, I feel like a typical thing that happens if you look too far into it.
0: No, but then they follow it up by they immediately follow him out the building and try to hunt him down. Like, yeah. like, like, if they had just done it and he gets out and he escapes and leaves, it's, it's kind of a whatever. But they followed up with, like, what would the logical conclusion be? And it's like, he's now so far away from them that the Claymore mine can't really hurt them, probably.
1: Yeah. So, it's funny, like, for something like that to happen because there's also, I feel like there's also moments of really just key attention to detail in the movie. Um, mainly, and I don't know if, I like... Kim and I are looking into some houses right now, so like I don't know if this stuff if, if like paying attention to this stuff is just top of mind. But like early on in the movie, I was like, huh, that's a weird spot for a fuse box. <laughs> and and I was like that, I mean, I was like, oh maybe, maybe the uh the upstairs is an extension, the upstairs and attic were like an addition to this house. And like that's no, weird. There- the there are houses
0: was. there are houses that have it like that but it's not super common
1: and it was clearly it's not really a fuse box it was specifically it was the box for his underground bunker well there's that too and I was like, the fact that like i was like the fact that he ends up going to that door and opening it just to prove a point i was like wow that was really there on purpose <laughs> i was like well done <laughs> and then when uh how ridiculous was the scene where he has all of the bodies in the basement and he's talking to them again another exposition scene where he has to give you we need a little bit more of his story so we're gonna do it in a in a comical way
0: it was a good scene especially with the one henchman like dying throughout the course of it
1: again bored to death that's what it's that's what it seems like similar to the last story
0: (laughs) also one of the short story longs
1: yep yep
0: uh, but I appreciated that little bit of exposition backstory yeah, there. me too. Uh, not all not all exposition is bad. No. You need some exposition in a movie, and if it's done well, it's fantastic. I mean, half of Inception's exposition, yeah. and it's fascinating, right? It's mm-hmm.
1: really um, But this takes it to a different level where it's like, we don't really want to do this part, so we're going to do it quick, and we're going to do it in a fun way.
0: Yeah. Also, I do have one gripe with this scene, though, because I'm pretty sure that's not how records work. They
1: don't create fires. <laughs> it's a trick record. Was it? Yeah. Oh. He makes a comment that the basement is designed to burn at a certain temperature, and then he puts he he grabs a specific record to put on to trick that, like to trip it.
0: Was that what? I feel like that was probably too subtle.
1: Yeah. That that, that's how I I understood
0: it. He says a line about how the basement's rated to handle whatever temperature, and this is
1: this basement is designed to burn at twice that. Is what he says. Um, and then he, and then and then he takes out his white phosphorus record.
0: (laughs) Well, that was the thing is I didn't get the subtlety of here's my trick record. That's going to create a nuclear firestorm. Like, like I understood the whole point of what he was mentioning about, like hiding the evidence and how this was designed to do that. Like I got all of that. Mm -hmm. I was confused by the specifics of a record creating a fire in that way.
1: Gotcha. I uh, I do I what also, I also also
0: when- also please promise me not to move any further south I can't I can't do it
1: uh, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, can't make any promises but the uh, he, when he goes outside and all of the neighbors are seeing what like are coming out of their house to see what's going on and he's just like standing in the middle of the street I'm like he's he's gotta go take that car right that was the only reason to bring this up in the beginning of the
0: movie sure but also. Why would you punch out the window and 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 uh, hotwire it? Like, keep that car; it's yours now. You've claimed well, it.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I think he knew. He knew you've, he was getting himself into. He knew that he getting you've, destroyed.
0: You've claimed the iron price here. <laughs> you've Paid the yeah. iron price. Like, the car is yours. <laughs> is he gonna stop you? No. Yeah. No. Uh, also, if you're gonna burn down your own house in what surely was an insurance play, you want to stand in the middle of the street and let all your neighbors see you, or do you want to just jet out of there? Plausible deniability.
1: Oh, is that you thought it was an insurance thing?
0: No, but surely the him buying that building—that's part of how he buys the new house, is That's definitely an insurance play. He creates the Home loan trap house, <laughs> kills everyone. Uh-huh. That building is no longer fit for use in a commercial oh, sense. Oh, I see. What that's you're an saying. insurance play.
1: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. You. Got you.
0: He's gonna liquidate that, get the insurance claim on the property have enough money to do whatever he wants
1: now all I can think about is the beginning of the movie when he's in the interrogation room and he's slowly takes out the can and then opens the can and then slowly takes out the cat from his jacket I'm like what is this movie like already what is this movie
0: (laughs) also it felt very in keeping with what Saul Goodman would have done yeah like buying the trap house and using it for an
1: insurance play Yeah, absolutely it's very Saul Goodman Oh, one last thing from the basement. When he sees the cap bracelet, and he goes, "Little devil."
0: <laughs> also great because the whole entire movie would have not happened if they found the bracelet right. in the
1: basement where it was. Right, which I love. Um, what else have we got? I feel like there was something else I was going to bring up, but I can't remember. Oh, the only thing that we—I feel like—we haven't really touched on was the the thing that actually s- that sends him into uh, this spiral with the Russians is the is the sequence where he fights them on the bus, which mm-hmm. I kind of dug that it was... He's not, like, flawless at this. And I thought that Well, was, he's rusty. That, yeah, that, that was pretty cool, though. But, like, he's so, like, driven. So, like, he's, like, really getting his ass handed to him. Like, I mean, he's got, like, a knife in his side at one point, but he still, like, powers through. And, like, when he... Yeah, how does he continue on in the I, ways I, that he does I, I, I don't that? know. But I, I love him getting kicked out the window... And then limping back over to the front door and then prying the door open <laughs> to get back <laughs> on the bus. I don't know why, but it made, so, made me laugh so much. I, uh, I had a lot of fun with this one.
0: Um, also, another random note is great because I was watching this movie with my family and um, we're watching, and the guy who owns
1: the company he works for. Yeah, Michael Ironside. I what michael yeah I,
2: well,
0: yeah i recognize the name now but i didn't recognize him at first my dad's like oh do you know who that guy is i was like N- no and he goes total recall and i was like the henchman guy <laughs> who's working for Cohagen? it's like oh my god
1: <laughs> in, a, in a very uh cliche oh it looks like henchman guy ate henchman guy <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, super. It was weird because he's like crazy bald and has a mustache in this, whereas he was clean shaven and had a full head of hair yeah. in Total Recall thirty <laughs> years ago.
1: Oh man, the henchman guy. It was the eyes. That's great. It's the eyes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all in all, very entertaining watch.
0: Oh, I definitely had fun, despite my like weird like absurdities and gripes, and and some of my gripes can clearly be waved hand waved sure. away by the fact that this is absurd. Um, I have one last. Slight little gripe what? to end on here. What's that? Connie Nielsen. Hmm. Connie Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Why did Why do they bother casting her in this? They didn't let her do anything.
1: Uh, that's his way?
0: Yes, I'm not. I'm not blaming her. I'm saying like, why Why bother casting a fairly famous actress and let her do precisely? Good.
1: Nothing in this movie? I mean, I I really I don't know. I'm not really sure how that type of thing happens. Yeah, she like she barely has any lines.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I feel like they underutilized her talents like why, Do you, why not just pick someone lesser
1: known yeah. to be in this role maybe is it like a i wonder if it's like people maybe they're friends like, i don't know like you know how like sometimes like people like just like work. sure together. i
0: just i was i was surprised i was like oh Connie nielsen like she does nothing in this hmm. movie i was like oh okay like i mean i don't know it's like she's the greatest actress in the world but like we were talking about gladiator earlier she's pretty good in that and she's getting yeah. like Fair bit more to do in that movie, and
1: you you know what I thought was interesting about their relationship is that it's clear to me fairly early on, like that she knows about the man he was, but I like that we just don't know to the extent.
0: Does she? Because she seems wildly out of her depth when it all comes to light. Well, that's the thing;
1: she doesn't know the like the length and like how far it goes, but she like. Like, you know, she's patched him up before, and like, there's been like from like it's like just like old times, right? And like, she stands by his side, and like, he says, You know, I need you to go take the kids, do this thing like last time, and like, she's like on board with like, Well, doing that it. was
0: that was the scene that actually resonated with me more, where he's like, I owe you a full explanation, but it's not gonna happen now, and she's like, yeah. All right, fine, take care of it, and it's like that scene made feel much more like she didn't know what was going on.
1: Oh, to me that that scene made it seem like that there wasn't really a time before where like she was, it, it, it was enough information that he was able to give her in the past that like she didn't need more explanation and understood that like he couldn't really talk about it. Whereas this one like directly involved them. So he's like, I, I will tell you about it this time, but just not okay. now. Um, but I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Anything else on this one?
0: I uh, I really enjoyed that they circled back and gave another scene of the Mafia boss singing. <laughs> and that whole thing where it's like, oh, it's a little uh, soft, and he just kills the shit oh out God. of someone to prove that yeah. it's not soft. And I can go sing karaoke whenever the fuck I want. Right. Because I'll fuck you and everyone else up. Yeah. It's like, okay, was fair like, enough.
1: Was, I, it's like, also, I'm crazy. And the audience needs to know I'm crazy. Yeah. It's really... We knew he was crazy when he got out of the car and walked across the street, grabbed a drink, and then snorted some cocaine all before going on stage, all before going into his business meeting.
0: <laughs> Most gratuitous use of a one-er that I've seen so far. Did that need to be a one shot? No. <laughs> did it? I mean, it was like, I don't ulti- think so. Ultimately, like, like there was a moment or two in there where it's kind of cool to be like following him going. Mm. This. It was like, did that really need to be a continuous but, shot?
1: But that, I mean, that goes to say, like. I had brought up at the beginning, but like there are there are some pretty stylish things that they do throughout the movie. That being one of them, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I,
0: that scene is kind of really confusing, actually. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, if you've gotten this far, I would imagine you've seen nobody. But if not, it's still worth watching. Very entertaining. It's really all in the execution.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's a yeah. fun. It's it's a it's a short watch. It's a fun. it's, a, it, it's a fun. It's a short watch. It's on HBO.
1: Well, that is all for this week's episode of Flicks in a Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to a 6 at thespintune.com. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. I'm Al Bielsi. Thanks, for. Bobas, feed your fat.
0: Is it not just full-blown Mandelwatch at this point? I think
1: it's Mandelwatch. That's fair. Although... This one was the, was the definitely had a lot more Boba, though.
0: Well, as I say, to be fair, this kind of brought it back to basically 50-50 compared to the last two weeks, where yeah. it was like...
1: <laughs> These are two Mandalorian episodes that. in this book of Boba Fett.
0: <laughs> Going back to the point of... I, My objection is not so much to the season or the show itself, but really, honestly, to the name, which is the yeah. least important of the things. But sure. It's like, why... Why name it that if you're doing this?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you could have, there are so many off the cuff, we came up with some shitty names that would have been better suited to so what was going like but they, they were shitty names. Yeah. Like, there is a real name that you could have, it could have been Boba and fucking Mando for all I care. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, like it's, you know, the Mandalorians or although the way I just said that just always reminds me of that family guy, um, Koei of the Communists. Mm. Do you I mean, remember that I mean. one? It's the Communists. Yep. you know, quit Stalin and show <laughs> your father your marks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, naming aside, the episode was, I mean, uh, this was a blast.
0: yeah, I you know, I saw some people kind of complain about it, and if you want to talk about like the art form of television, like, yeah, this isn't an Emmy worthy nah. episode, but you know what this was? This was when you were 8 years old and you had a bunch of Star Wars toys and you had fun playing with yeah. them.
1: That's what this was. That is was, exactly what this was and that's why I enjoyed it so much.
0: It's not just pew pew. It's I have Crocsantan over here and I have some Pikes over there and I have Din and Boba over here and here comes the Rancor and here's the mega super extra battle droids and right. we're going to have them all fight out in pitch combat in this open like map here that we're going to do a fight in and it's going to be fun and And, that's what they did they had fun
1: they did have fun i and i had fun
0: you mean you can argue good bad whatever yeah you can't argue fun
1: no absolutely not
0: in my opinion
1: i i love it i really i really did enjoy it i think that it was pretty cool like um definitely the the whole like western standoff stuff was great i like the way that they they played that out the movie like the, the movie this episode like had so many different movie things going for it. Like there was the Western aspect. There was like the mafia movie aspect. Then there was Godzilla and then King Kong. I
0: was not expecting a third act pivot to Godzilla.
1: Right. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I was like, Oh, we're, we're having a two giant monster fight. This is ridiculous. Cause and, I, uh, the funny thing
0: was I, f- I fully expected the Rancor to be a part of the end game in some way.
1: Sure. But well, we, we all we like, knew that, like, we were like, oh, I can't. From the second episode, it was like, I can't wait for him to ride the Rancor.
0: Sure. But somehow that being like five weeks ago also feels like five years ago. Sure. And so by the time he's like, I'm just going to go get reinforcements, it's like, well, who else am I missing here? I assumed at that, like, at that moment, I was like, well, we've gotten the point of the betrayal from the Pikes that they killed these Tuscans. And I still kept wondering whether the Tuscans mm-hmm. would show up in this fight in some way, shape, or form. And then when he shows up, well what happened was you hear like a the thud and everyone's looking around and they're like oh yeah the rancor that's right. <laughs>
1: I, it's funny like we're on two different sides of that we're like the entire season even though it's only been 7 episodes I've been waiting for the moment. So I was like when he's like I'll be right back I was like oh yes you will. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pumped uh seeing that claw come over the building wall. Yeah. That was awesome. And I mean granted I uh, Bobo was a tremendously easy target on the back of that (laughs) thing. Very, very slow moving.
0: Continued to be fascinated by, like, especially when Cad Bane does the flamethrower to, like, shake him off of the rancor. I'm like, at what point am I going to stop getting mad in this episode? Because we're up to about, like, the eighth time where I've gotten mad in this episode. That you guys keep forgetting you have fucking jetpacks. Yeah. You can't get shaken off of the top of the Rancor because when you fall off of the Rancor that's 20 feet up in the air, use the jetpack. There's so many times where the two of them were, like, bunkered up there and they're waiting to get, like, slaughtered. I'm like, guys, you may lose this fight, but you do remember that on your side, you both have jetpacks. And then eventually they break them out. It's like, okay, great. They use them some. It's good. And then they start running down the street getting chased by overpowered over shielded droids. And it's like, remember those jetpacks you used five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And then like later on, it's like, I got to go do something. And he, someone runs down the street and I'm like, but you have a jetpack though. Yeah. And every time they forgot to use a jetpack, I got very mad. And I'm not saying it's a cure all. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be consequences to it. Right. Like, yeah. honestly, none of them get shot when they first use them. And all the pikes are in the, the street. It's like, someone probably should have like, at least winged you off of the, your shoulder and it's covered in Beskar, and you're gonna be fine. But like, no one hits you while you're up in the air, and like you're worried about it looking overpowered. No, people can still shoot things that are in the air. Yeah, you can use the jetpacks, and I understand you're not gonna use them 100 percent of the fight. That's fine. There's a couple yeah. of times in this scene, in this in this episode, where I'm like, you have a jetpack, use the
1: jetpack. Mm. It's a, that that type of thing can get annoying for sure. Uh, there was a lot of great, like, even, even so though, like in the fight sequences, like there was a lot of great use of the tools that they have. That was really funny. I was like, Oh, knee missile. That was cool. I was like, did I see that right? And then sure enough, he does it again. I was like, Oh, I I did. I saw it right. He did. He's got another one. (laughs) Yeah. The
0: Boba knee slash hip slash whatever, like missile was pretty great. Um, getting them to see them use all their toys in this was fun. A lot of fun. That like, goes back to my point of like, this is like you being eight years old yeah. and playing with a bunch of like star Wars action figures. Like we got flamethrowers and missiles and the, uh, the whistling bird or whatever the fuck it was called. Um, All that was a lot of fun and great like use. And it's like, Oh yeah, this is what two like ruthless Mandalorian S characters in Mandalorian like armor looks like when they're fighting a bunch of, henchmen right two of us are going to exterminate 30 henchmen and like (sighs) yeah we're going to get dinged a couple of times but like we're going to crush these guys that's that's what those characters should be doing
1: yeah uh the the mayor's whatever his his guy that he has that, that major that,
0: Dom, major domo that was what he's officially credited in the cast major he's, domo he's his major dump yeah I mean that's usually like that's a name for like an aide or okay he uh, yeah.
1: he absolutely was stealing the show this episode
0: he always almost always does when he's in anything he's he's great as fucking Andrew in Veep and he's playing the same character except with Twi'lek. yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I was saying
1: like he's he's been in episodes before and he's been like. There and kind of annoying, but in but it, not in a terrible way. But for whatever reason, this time around, they they like they really leaned into the character, like, and he he was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Well, using the most obvious way at the beginning, where it's like he gives him the tablet and it's like "Okay, so he's going to end up reading something terrible and objectionable to the Pikes, and it's going to be a distraction, and that's what happens." Yeah. But the way he does you it with for all you. that flourish. Nothing. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I promise this is not my words. Um, <laughs> seeing the weirdly burgeoning relationship between him and pelly was kind of hysterical where she's like oh hey there like cutie like come with me it's like there's gonna she we already know she's dated to jawa there's something there's something happening yeah she's uh she's into aliens and that's that's great for her Mm -hmm. she's consistently great always yeah when given c material she provides b plus content um and she was given a little bit more to do in this season than last season Mm -hmm. but there was
1: some stuff that's like really, really really bad funny though looks just like so funny
0: it's, it's just Amy Sedaris being fantastic yeah. as always. She was so freaking good in uh,
1: Bojack Horseman hmm.
0: as Princess Carolyn. But she w- I really like her in this role. She seems to enjoy it well enough, otherwise she wouldn't keep coming back. Right.
1: I liked it when, when the X-Wing comes up. I was like, oh. Okay, cool. Like, what are what are we like? How's this gonna play out? And like, because like, you, obviously, you you notice R two D two, and like, it's not just a X wing. It is it is what I think is safe to call V X wing. It's Luke's X wing. <laughs> well, it's great
0: because like, it's a great fake out too because we've already seen earlier in the season that there's X wings patrolling right. around Tatooine from the Republic, and she thinks it's essentially Republic like military police or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but then and when turns-
1: when the, when it lands and you can't identify that somebody's in the in the I was like, oh my god, this is so good. I was like, he's in there. And then sure enough, his little Grogu's little head poking out over the side and her being so excited to see him again was an absolute treat.
0: And also she's like, Oh, that's so cute, they taught you how to fly, and one of the droids beeps at her. And she goes, Obviously, I know the Astromech flew the,
1: the x ray <laughs> And then when she sees his little his little chainmail, she's like, Oh, you're fancy.
0: <laughs> Ooh, shiny yes <heads. laughs> That and I, see, I was kind of expecting him to wear the chainmail outside of the sh- mm-hmm. of the the tunic or whatever Cossack I guess that he's wearing. Yep. He's kind of monk like in what he's wearing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also I guess it doesn't allow for the reveal where Din realizes that he's wearing his mm-hmm. gift underneath he it. Gave but it to you. functionally, I would have thought it would have made more sense to wear that outside of the clothes.
1: Sure, I just figured it. It, it looked a little bit more form fitting than.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true too. I'm just, I guess, I, I, I just thought it would kind of work with the way that like medieval like soldiers would wear chainmail over like some sort of padded mm. whatever underneath. Um, I, that's that's not really an objection. I just, I was that was just what I was anticipating, and I was kind of vaguely surprised. But then it was also allows for the freddo esque Mithril shirt reveal of yeah. oh, he's got that underneath there.
1: I did love how we got an entire episode where we saw a lot of Grogu being tossed around by Luke and like learning to jump, also that we can get to this scene where he gets to jump hug Manda.
0: Yeah, where he just throws and himself was,
1: at it was I, there were so many too cute moments.
0: Dude, <laughs> yeah. how am I almost kind of sort of tearing up where he's like using the force to calm the Rancor yeah, and then he's just petting and he's, him. And but then he snuggled him. And well yeah he gets tired and he snuggles him too. But he but like, like he
1: like pushed up against like it was adorable.
0: <laughs> the The almost water work starts with him calming him and then just gently petting the yeah. Rancor as the Rancor <laughs> like snores.
1: And, and just... you're a horse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's petting him and it's adorable. Again, yeah, then he gets tired. He lays down. And he snuggles it up against him. And like that. We've seen that now a couple of times. But like just him sitting there petting him was was so great. Yeah. I don't know why. Why do I whenever the Rancor got shot or like gashed? I'm like, no. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't feel those things for Rancor. Yeah. I shouldn't. And I do.
1: Yeah. It's weird. And also I feel like this was like the, the first time we really got the real close-up of his face. Like yes. there was like a, a real tight shot.
0: Well, with lighting, because we got yeah. a tight shot of his face in the darkness when he's first delivered mm-hmm. to Boba.
1: Oh man. So cute.
0: I gotta be honest. I'm a little disappointed that Cad died that quickly. Mm. I I would be generally okay with him dying that quickly if he got to be a little cooler in this episode you got to see him quick draw a couple times and have some some good tete-a-tetes but I would have liked and and we get to see him use a little bit of his gadgetry when he um unhorsed boba from the rancor essentially
2: yeah
0: um and some unhorsed. of that stuff where he, he 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 defeats um boba temporarily but it would have been nice to see him a little bit more active considering that's what the character was he's mm-hmm. a fucking badass and you get to see him he developed technologies in the way that the Mandalorians did over thousands of years together on the course of his own lifetime. He developed his own stratagems and technologies to contend with Jedi in, in the clone war show. Mm-hmm. He was able to stand his own with Jedi and Sith. And I think he even has a couple of kills over the course of his run. Um, Like that rebreather thing that he has on his neck was specifically designed so that he could never be force choked by Sith.
2: Mm, Um,
0: He has the flamethrower the way that Mandalorians did that was supposed to help them fight Jedi. He doesn't have the Beskar armor, but he always had other gadgets. He had rocket boots that he used in the the Clone War show that allowed him to match some with the Jedi's like super leaping ability and all that sort of stuff.
2: That's it would have cool.
0: been nice to see him deploy a little bit more of that in it, even if he ultimately gets defeated by Boba. And that, thematically, and with all of that, especially when you know like the greater origins of the character and the fact of the un the unfinished Clone War season that never was, um, Boba ultimately kills Cad in that situation as well. Um, I would have liked to see them flesh out a little bit more of their shared backstory considering they kind of just dropped that on our laps Mm. here, but that's fine. It was cool to see him ultimately defeat Cad with the Tuscan weapon as opposed to his own gadgets. That was a really
1: cool moment for sure. I dug that. Man, it was just, it's just really entertaining. I think it's, you had mentioned it early on in the series um, that it did seem like that, like, you know, nothing, nothing looked terrible. But there's there's some clearly like it's a lower budget, yeah, than Mandalorian was, um, and this and episode pulled
0: out all the stops.
1: It did, but even so, there were there's there's a
0: couple of scenes that look cheap, yeah,
1: yeah. And it's like it's funny. It's just an interesting I concept, like that there was there's a like a, some budget was held back for it,
0: yeah. Um, um, also, I will say actually to their credit, I guess, or maybe this would be considered something of a backhanded compliment, but. This is the first episode where I actually, like, had a sense for how big um uh, Espa was. Yeah, that was cool. Because I, I kept feeling like it was, like, four square blocks. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's a little shanty town with, like, nicer buildings. And then you see, like, a shot of, like, the crater that they're set within. It's like, oh, no, this is, like, a full-blown city. It's just never felt like that this whole season because you keep showing me the same three streets.
1: Yeah. I, uh... That's the When they did that that pan over, it was pretty cool. And then the the concept of like those landing ships that we had seen in previous episodes, like being on like top of this canyon was kinda cool. Like the yeah. looking down into it and then the Camorian guards obviously falling into it was terrifying. Um I did, felt bad for those guys. I mean, those, yeah. those
0: guys had a rough arc, man, where they get like totally unpants by Boba stealing a ship, but then they get a the chance to redeem themselves, and they do kind of redeem themselves, like prove to be loyal and willing and competent i'll say henchmen enforcers whatever and they get totally hung out to dry where like fennec saves the mods or as i've always preferred the the street hooligans
2: Uh
0: um chrysanthemum bootstraps his own way to survival by fighting insurmountable odds and the two Gamorians just get pushed off of a cliff and it's like as soon as they're fighting and they like take two steps back it's like oh they're gonna get driven right up to the edge of the cliffs and they just because like in that moment like chrysanthemum like trapped by like eight transdojans who have just decided we're just going to all lay on you at the same time and that's gonna be more than you can handle it's like oh yeah all right the math i guess kind of checks out it's like the mods are like trapped by again like a force three times their size it's like yeah fair enough like they are pinned down and they're fighting and whatever and like, the Gamorre is like, okay, we're just going to fight these guys and we have these like short cleavers and they have these long spears and it's like, that's just a, again, it's a math problem. It ain't going to work for us. Um, but for a moment there, I was like, they're not going to kill all of their, like, foot soldiers yeah. and, and forces and everything. Because, like, all of them look like they're about to die. Yeah, it
1: was. And it then was for the fact grim, that for sure.
0: the Kersantan and the mods all survived well most survived one or two of the mods got shot and killed obviously but like the crew still exists more or less yeah and the two gamorians both getting killed like i guess i kind of would have figured if like one died and one survived it would have been like okay but the fact that the, both of them were just like yeah we're kind of done with you guys I was, like oh they're they were kind of on the, the ground floor like I, I feel bad for them a little bit
1: yeah i'm sad the uh we did get a good Wilhelm scream.
0: Yeah, I i noted that too. I meant to to bring that up. I forgot to write it down, but I was like, oh, we got the return of the Wilhelm scream to, to Star Wars. That, by was, way.
1: that was strong. And then uh, that you know, a little post credit tease was cool.
0: Yeah, I had to rewind it at first because I couldn't tell whose face that was in the the back tank. It's Cobb Vanth. Yeah, I I did think it was odd. We had said last week that we thought he was still alive, mm-hmm. and they acted like he's dead, but they made sure to never say he was dead. Right. Also, it was a weird fake out where he's like, "Okay, Chris Han, like your payback is gonna be that I'm gonna let you use the back to tank as long as you need." And then he says something at the end. And it's like, "Oh, it's probably just Chris Han, right?" And then we, and then, the but then you thing. see him, and you're like, and oh. then you see Cobb," and it's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, sure, that makes sense." That yeah. like they kind of did everything in their power to not say he was dead, so the mm-hmm. fact that he's not dead shouldn't be that surprising, right? Right. Also, so. what's his name from a couple of weeks ago the uh, the bassist whose name I definitely forgot was getting ready to mod him up.
1: Yeah. I forgot his name too. The Ripper Doc. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but lots of fun. I enjoyed it. I had a really good time watching this episode.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, getting to see the Rancor really unleashed was pretty great. I still wish that the Darksaber would have been more effective. Not like a cheat code, but like I actually kind of sort of forgot he had it for a second. He breaks he, out. I was like, oh yeah, duh. Great way. Yeah. And then it never really like he kind of sort of gets through the shield the second attempt with it right and then he uses it to like
1: it made a do big deal like butter when he's on it but like it's like he should have just done more of that
0: well yeah but also my my other issue is and you know he chopped the one arm of guns off and it's like but then why not chop the other one off right. too? but that that's fine um sword swords, swords heavy have- yeah no but he looks like he's starting to master it though yeah right um, but the other problem is, like, they made a big deal about showing like the zoom in on their eyes, like the yeah. like the ocular device of the the droids, and then when they get stabbed and shot on both of them, nothing happens. It's like, well, don't bother making a big deal of like that's probably right. the weak spot. The
1: only time that they it even it had like the play was when the Rancor like punctures it with his thumb.
0: Yeah, but even then, it's still alive. Yeah, it's still swinging and shooting at him and trying to stab him and just can't see him. Um. Obviously, wasn't it important. I was wondering if, like, that's going to be the weak point. We shoot it. I to say, I I played, I've got
1: 30 years of video games under my belt to know that that's the hot zone that
0: you got Yeah. Do. <laughs> if it's not an insta-kill, it at least does, like, massive. That's the,
1: that's, that's the area that you hit where the whole thing lights up red. Yes. Yeah.
0: It was weird to, like, highlight that up with just both them looking at it and then further when, like, Boba puts his, like, scanner device on it. Like, he sees it. And yeah. is like... Oh yeah, that's where we're gonna go. and He launches his missile. Also, where did he get his second missile from? There's another missile. Yeah, I noticed that, that too.
1: I was curious, but I, I I thought maybe he picked another one up when he went to get the rancor.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's, that's that was possible, my guess.
1: Yeah. I, I I brushed that one off. No, it
0: wasn't a big complaint, but I also I just noticed. Wait, he fired his missile. Already. Yeah,
1: like for for a moment, it felt like a continuity issue, and I thought maybe we were gonna see the missile gone again, like in the ne- in a in a future scene. But yeah. Oh, man. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed that. I don't know um, where they go from here, like, how it's going to play out. I am curious to find out what their plans are, though.
0: Where they go next is Kenobi on May 25th. That was uh, announced
1: today. Oh, cool. Um, oh, and that final scene. No. No. Okay, one more time. And he...
0: <laughs> that was from the first season, right? Where they were on the speeder bike, yeah. and he, he like goes nuts when he's on the, the front of the speeder yeah. bike. It was cute to see that. Yeah, I, I was really confused at first when he hands him the thing, and then I realized, oh, it was the knob from yep. his the razor crest. Like, that was great. All right.
1: Until next time, Mad to watch.
0: Wait, no, oh. one thing before we end. What's
1: up?
0: Because I totally forgot to mention it in any way, shape, or form in the episode, they changed the end song to just sing Boba Fett. Wait. They haven't been doing that. They were like just doing like a huh type of yell uh-huh. and what. They turned it to Fet.
1: Oh,
0: and then they were. You didn't notice in the end credits they were saying Fett. No, Boba Fett Boba Fett. I didn't notice. Fet. <laughs> That's the end credits That's why I texted you earlier. I said I watched Boba Boba Fett oh. because that was what they were. I was laughing hysterically because it's so cheesy I, ridiculous
1: i hadn't noticed you have to go back and I listen will. to
0: it it's the literally it's the same exact song the chanting and humming is all the same but instead of the ha and uh yeah wa, oh, wa, it's boba boba fett
2: boba boba fett
1: <laughs> that's pretty cool
2: it's fucking ridiculous oh my god that's great fett.